you do Cause it's called the Get Fresh Crew You review the books Get shaved and dirty looks Now that wrong time just say poo-poo Poo-poo Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode 312. And it's just me, Jim, right now, but I'll be joined by Eric in just a little bit. But first, let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to the Twitters at Weird Science DC. You follow us, and we will follow you back. <laughs> Says Diamond David Lee Roth We also have a website WeirdScienceDCComics.com Where we review almost every book That comes out each and every Tuesday We also have a, a YouTube channel Weird Science Comics Where I do videos of Marvel and DC books You have stolen my dreams See each one has a little exclamation point here Right? There we go We also have a Patreon Patreon.com Slash weird science. I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? Where we end up doing a ton of stuff. We end up doing a bunch of shows, comic book, DC, Marvel stuff. We also do non-comic book stuff as well. We have a pop culture podcast. We have a bunch of things like that. And also this week, because if you are a wrestling fan, SummerSlam is on Sunday. We are going to be doing a SummerSlam podcast, a review podcast this week. And also We're going to try to do a Mount Rushmore podcast where we talk about our Mount Rushmores of wrestlers. But one of the big things that we do each and every week on the Patreon is the DC Comics Patreon-only spotlight where two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, get to uh, be talked about by me and Eric. And this week, the two books were Justice League 51 and Dark Knight's Death Metal, Death Metal Guidebook number one. So if you wanted to listen to those reviews, you can go over to the Patreon, sign up at any level, whatever, get those, and get more and more and more. And with that, I want to talk a little bit about the badasses and talk about them. I'm going to celebrate them. This is the Badass Roll Call. It's a badass roll call it is. And hopefully I can get through it before the song runs out. And we're going to start with a Jay Jennings, Optimus Prime, Josh Murray, Andrew Belfast, Todd Propes, Lawrence Lee, Crow T. Robot, my man Rob Lewis, Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Watch, Sick Dalton, Edom, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Niels Tewart, David Fink, Joey Bear Costco, Stephen Baum. He has uh, back problems he had, but he had surgeries on the men. Tony Walton, Brian King, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Holly Pete down under, waiting for that early release of this podcast that gets him going. Come boom, Rocky, seller dweller. Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Ulysses Jones, Nick Adams, Bill Beer, Ruben, Carlos. Lone Wolf Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, I wonder what book he's buying this week, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, my man, Pete from NYC, Manga, Mark, Brandy, Brandy Murray, and Double A-Ron. Where is A-A-Ron right Where now? Where is A-A-Ron right now? He's in Minnesota, but a shout out to the all-time great Reggie. The all-time badass. But we have 
about six books. I think seven books, actually. I think we have a section of three, then four. Three plus four equals seven, I heard. I, I heard ah, that was true. Yes. Diamond Dave, he knows that's right. But I'm going to go right now, me and Eric, talking about some books. Yes, well, indeed, and for probably one of the only times ever, I think, uh, the first section are all going to be my reviews, Jim's it reviews. seems. Yeah, it works out. Where, where's Jim rings the bell? I want to see where that comes up, right? You realize you did the Batman review? Well, I don't, but I do the blurb. So that's oh. all I'm saying. That's okay. all people care about here. I have all the blurbs for tonight. So, or with this section of tonight. tonight. But with that, we end up having, uh, you know, it's a, a you. handful it's of books you, again. And I think I was more positive last week than I am uh, this week. But I think that there's some surprisingly, you know, good parts of books, some things that I like, not necessarily loving the whole book, but things that I like. Actually, I agree with you on the whole thing. Pieces. Some of the books felt weird here where, you know, I, I dig some of the stuff they're trying to do here, but we like go off into a that's weird the territory. <laughs> and actually, that's exactly what I mean. And I'm talking about Aquaman, Wonder Woman, yeah. even like a Nightwing that doesn't tie. There's a lot of things in these books. Yeah, that have good ideas, but they they seem weird. Uh, you know, is it that things are treading water a little more? A lot of things seem a little extended. Some things seem tacked on when they yeah, shouldn't. But yeah, it does. That That is my overall feeling, Eric. And that is nice to know that we are together and on the same like page. Like even the we Metal Men, you know, I'm all about the Metal Men, yes. that whole series. But like, <laughs> and now here's Phantom Stranger. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I can dig it, but I, I don't understand why. <laughs> Ooh, I'm just talking about Phantom Stranger. Did, did you think right away when he popped up, oh, here we go, Dan Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? But you end up with all of these things. And again, I know that a lot of people are down with DC, but also a lot of people yeah, seem you know to want to get. Yeah, you know me. You're down with DEC. You end up with all that with also people trying to generate almost like a false sense of positivity because of the trouble that DC's going through with the realignment and things like that. And as we speak, the fandom is going on. So a lot of people are fired up. But I saw a lot of people with these reviews, almost like they think, okay, now's the time that we got to pretend that things are great so that AT&T sees us saying this and then they don't get well, rid the of DC Comics the, overall. the DC fandom that we're dealing with right now? Because from what I saw, it's mostly it's like, you know, because we're recording during it right now. It's going be going on for a bunch of hours i think it's four about 4 30 when we're doing this right now on saturday 
all the stuff that I've been watching all day for the most part. It's like, here's some TV, some video game and movies. Like, but I, but I care about that's fine. But, but I, I care, I care about, about the, the comics. comics. Please tell well, me the state of comics. But I'm like, maybe they'll get to it. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. But the thing is with uh, I do a news show yeah. on the Patreon. And so usually when you have a convention conference, things like this fandom is I end up trying to wait. I, I sit there and wait. I'm like, OK, let me get that last bit of news before I do the show, because if I don't, Eric, then I got to do another show and I'm a lazy man. I don't want to do that. So I'm sitting there. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm not getting anything. OK, let's wait. Let's wait. And now we have to record. So I didn't even get to do that show. And it doesn't even seem like I'm going to add too much to that, because like you said, we're here for the comics. And we say this all the time. A lot of times people say, oh, why aren't you doing reviews of, you know, the Arrow TV show? That's not our thing that that we are comics and, and comics I might the big even watch deal. it but the thing is i don't care about the other media as much as i care about the comics continuity that we're dealing with and what and happens the state is, of it. and when you see this fandom and when you see this whole deal being you know pressed into hey look tv movies video games things like that it does make you feel like you you're just like the unwanted kid in the corner like oh, we so just want I feel scraps normal. i got you well, yeah, that's that's what you don't want to have, Eric. I mean, really, you, you end up with this status now, quo. DC has gone out for a pack of smokes, at least DC Comics, and they ain't ever coming back, Eric. But like I said, a lot of things this week and where I saw some people talking and things, me and you are, I, I'd say, honest to a fault. I mean, we realize, me and you realize that we could fake the funk and possibly be more popular. Oh, yeah. We could, but we can't do that with just me and you. We wouldn't be able to, and you wouldn't Tangry. allow me to do it, and I wouldn't allow you to do it, but that goes both ways. We're not going to be negative on purpose because we're trying to do something, but we're not going to be false positive either. And I think at the end, you need to have that honesty so that everybody can just look at things and know where they have to go. And we're not the be all end all of that, but I hope that, well, yeah, really. I, I hope that this is one of those things where with this restructuring and everything going on that DC comics realizes we have to get better and we have to do things you know a little different way but i just we just want good comics that's all we want that's all we're about we whatever going on who's writing it whatever usually doesn't matter as much to us we just want good comics and we, we haven't been getting them you know in a consistent well, fashion it's one of those weird things like when i woke up this morning i started getting ready for the podcast and in the background i put on this old documentary of like the history the secret origin of dc comics it's like an hour and a half thing it was just on youtube i'm like yeah i'll put this on and the whole thing is it actually got me hyped up seeing different parts of the different like ages of dc comics and comics in general where dc was leading the charge they were creating the change that other comics would have to jump on to keep up with what they were doing because of how monumental and creative they were at the time like I want that now. Like, can we can we get back to that whole thing? Like, let's dig Julie Schwartz up. He had some good ideas, right? Yeah, yeah he had some bad ones too, and I heard he he had some problems. But some when we have weeks. all this, when we, we have all flash. this stuff going on, uh, even just the idea where I get all fired up, and you you just said it. You woke up and started doing that almost every day. I'm just reading these damn comics and uh, watching things and reading things and all this stuff, and then I get on on Twitter and I just see people fighting about a variant cover or fighting about somebody's hair color. And I and just all of a sudden you're like, me. all right, time to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is my in. Now I just get depressed, but we're here to talk about the comics. And again, coming off the I, top rope, Jim Warner's jumping into this argument. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. With the flying fist. Uh, I'm ending up a flying elbow. Actually, of the, all these things going on. 
I just occasionally we do get the shout out like, hey, thanks for making things fun, even if they're not great, whatever. And, you know, that's what we try to do. And that's what we're going to try to do right away, Eric, here with Batman number 97. Good, good. Oh, my. The Joker War it is, Part Eric. Three. Oh, the, the Wars of the Joker's Wars. Written by James Tynan, the fourth art by Jorge Jimenez, Tomei Moray, and Clayton Cowles. James Tynan continues with another slow setup issue that is not making this Joker War a must read yet for me. But I did like this issue a little more than the last I actually liked the slow setup of Clown Hunter And the art was good I just need it to start feeling bigger And expected more of the Bat family to be involved by now in the book Especially because I'm not really enjoying what we're getting in the tie-ins with the Bat family And now I'm just assuming these are all going to go until Batman 100 And then they're all just going to converge in To stop all this nonsense Maybe. And with that, the problem I have with it Mainly isn't just that, yeah, I want Nightwing there and I want him to be back to Dick Grayson Or I, I want, want Batman see to be Batman Well, I, that's, I want the Bat Family to show up because that would End up, that, that would force a Progression of the story The story is not a real Action-packed deal, yes, things are Happening, explosions, but They're always on the side, you have Batman Batman there just going through the motions where we don't know crazy not all this you know you end up having the toxin you end up having the Joker's big plan of all of this like this huge setup of the designer is and it seemed like this was going to be the story where Joker like Harley says in this issue this isn't his normal MO but his normal MO has been bigger at times this seems like he wants to be bigger but it isn't and he's just there to screw around with Batman but it's not even working that well and and it it really is throwing me off just the pacing really the whole thing it seems like Batman is the end game of everything obviously but getting to that point is going to be the fun for Joker, even the idea where Clown Hunter is killing these clowns, yeah, and it, this this tickles him. The idea that he has caused so much chaos in Gotham City right now that people are going out of their way to rise up and start murdering people beyond the vigilantes, no kill rule. I'm like, yeah, that's a problem right now, but it's really kind of cool that we're escalating things to this point, so I can move on to what my end game might be with the Batman and the idea idea that he has all the identities of our heroes and what he's going to do with that in the long run. Yeah, and that really seems like a lot of it. It's weird, too, because at one point it seems as if Joker's big plan is to reveal Batman is Bruce Wayne. Like, he's like, they're going to be sitting watching the movie, and then the, but but then he's going to make them so crazy they die. So well, you're not going to end up... I, I don't know? know what his whole deal is now, because last week we were talk, when we were talking about part two of the Joker, where it's like, all right, he's bought up all the theater, he's going to show, you know, the Mark of Zorro and all this other stuff. I'm like... And then he's going to kill everybody. He's going to lure them there, but like, That's the- I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to reveal all of this and we're going to pump a bunch of Joker toxin in there. I'm like, it just kind of seems small potatoes in the long That's run. That's what I'm for saying. What it doesn't doing. feel as big that you ended like the up thing is like, taking see, all the money. This was this is what made Bruce Wayne into Batman. What's it going to make these people? I'm like, it's going to make them dead, dude. It's going to make them dead. And, and, and even that idea is like, the Mark Azzurro didn't make Bruce Wayne Batman. No. The freaking Crime Alley and Joe Chilton. Yes. And so what I thought we were going to get was, at one point, it did seem the setup like, Oh, I love Batman so much, but you never want to play with me. I'm going to make it almost like the Speed Force Storm. I am going to make a thousand (sighs) Batman. 
and he thinks that he knows what made Batman. But like you said, it kind of goes with the, oh, they're going to see the Marcus Zorro. And that. No, no, no. Like, At most points in idea. some stories, Bruce didn't even want to be there. He was all pissed off and wanted to Even leave. the idea of this new punchline toxin that we're doing, the, the super duper toxin, we're going to pump this in here because we're, we're bringing, bringing chemicals in from all over to make a yeah. mass quantity of this punchline serum. And I'm like – yeah, I, I'm telling you, Lucius was on the verge of death, and he just seemed to have some needles shoved into his forehead. But, like, you know, you're going to start pumping this gas into mass producing it, and, but, like, all over these different theaters. I'm like, I don't know if anybody's really going to survive. And if they do, they're just going to be insane. Like, you're not yeah. building Batman in, like, this no. whole idea of this trauma. And, and, like, maybe and the, the idea yeah. is, like, like uh, if we're going to have the Marcus Zorro is the trauma because nobody wants to watch a black and white movie anymore. <laughs> nobody like, anymore. It just yeah, doesn't seem true. like it is big enough. And the thing is, with that, we have Batman still Hi-oh! going crazy because of him being injected with the uh, – or just exposed to the punchline toxin. Yeah. He is just doing what he did last issue to the same degree where he gets knocked out and has to wake up with Harley. But how does how is it that we're at part three of the Joker War? The big deal. The Joker's here. The Batman's here. All of Gotham is a stake, and all I care about is this clown hunter who seems to be doing the coolest shit in the book. That's why I like this issue better. And the thing is, I have gone on record, Clown Hunter, the next the next big character we're going to get from the solicits, Ghost Maker. I yeah. said, what's next? Pants wetter? What, what are we going to keep going with this? And so when you have this, this book. I did. Yeah, really. I didn't really care that much for Clown Hunter, but this issue ends up, and, and James Tynan, instead of punchline who was like right in our face and i'm telling you i'm already sick of her i don't every for time reason, i see I don't her, her mind more, anymore it seems like she's been here a million years now for like it for, does, when i see her but like, i don't like oh, her there. more each time i don't get fired up by her each time i i'm starting to lose interest and you even see by the end i think that james tyne is starting to worry about this because now we have to have harley versus punchline round two that's the big deal but the subtleness of uh, getting this you know, clown hunter in here. And like you said, the roundabout way that it's described by the Joker and punchline, I thought, uh, I don't say this much. I actually thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I really did because you end up having punchline. Oh man, part of the book. this clown hunter's killing all these guys of ours. We got to go do something. And Joker has to step, step aside pink. for a second and say, listen, this is what we're trying. This is actually showing that what we're doing is right because there is a new vigilante and they're not going by Batman's rules. We are wiping Batman. We are getting the city so desperate that it is a vigilante. It is somebody who's trying to do good. This isn't just some kid going, all right, welcome to the Thunderdome, bitches. I'm going to go kill everybody. No, they're going well, after because, because Batman's walking around talking to nobody. Clown Hunter is going to take it back to the streets for him you come and in the, the narrows, people around you're him. You're going to die. Yeah, and, and that's awesome. And then he says, and the, the thing, though, it goes further where it becomes brilliant to me, where Punchline says, what, so you, you're just going to let him happen? Oh, no, oh, no, no. no, no. We are going to kill the shit out of him. I mean, we're going to crucify him the show. We're not dealing with the shit. But this is a, a sign start. that, and, and that's the thing. That, to me, is a bunch of dialogue that is trying to show you what the end game is. But that isn't the Joker's usual MO. The Joker's usual MO is, yeah, I'm going to fight Batman. I'm not going to kill him. But this seems like he wants to transform Gotham into this vicious place, you know, and have people kill. But then you kind of jump back and forth from that. And it's not very clear. But when he's talking to Punchline about that, that this is a good sign that what we're doing is working. Yeah. And when Harley says later, yeah, Joker isn't acting right. I'm really afraid 
that this is going to end up finding out that you have jokers being influenced by the stupid punchline toxin and he's doing things that he normally wouldn't do and then he laughs off to arkham and it's over i i'm really afraid of that now. I, I just don't and think that the joker can be exposed to things I don't like that think like so harley either. she has an immunity to poison because of well, her exposure she does, to this stuff like but the, joker. the thing about this is is the idea that they keep pushing this different toxin and she's bringing it in and you have i just i'm worried when harley says this isn't his normal game and him getting very excited that people are killing all over that's not really a joker thing that's not uh you know because he's not even really that involved there but then to have the mark of zorro that kind of pulls it back well, and even it makes the idea it that like he is so off his game from what he normally does like he is flipping the script here where he's got this money now and you know what he's kind of enjoying the high life as it was mm-hmm. you know it's like okay i could be down there doing joker stuff but i'm just gonna let it play out because i have a pool and i have a freaking you know a silk robe here that i can just yeah. walk around with my mr t chains and stuff like that i'm like yeah, you everybody are a loves joker, the mr t chains but they I love enjoy it that. They, I pity the fool who doesn't, Eric. Now, with that, do you think that with the idea of the Joker's game being different, right? Usually what we'll have is Batman off his game then because this they go back and forth and it's usually the same thing. This Batman's is pointed out. game yet. Well, that's the problem. I was just going to say, do you think it is a bad play then to have Batman pretty much off the board during this being punchline toxined up he can't even react right he doesn't know what's real and so we're not getting our footing yet and that's why i think it's not as big yet because you don't have a batman that's able to fight back yet like well, you, got, you have you to progress toxin two issues ago last issue we just you know found out what's been going on batman beat up some dudes while talking to alfred and here we're now in a theater fighting zombies while still all toxined up and not yeah. knowing what's real talking to alfred in his head thinking it's through the calm and even at the end of this when harley gets a hold of him after he passes out and like look I- i've got another thing here that's going to cure you of this drug but it's also going to make you hallucinate like you're on another it's going to be the like, nightmares again i'm, I'm like, so scared i want to deal with the joker war while yes i do want to deal with the ramifications of alfred's death and how bruce will handle that mentally yeah. and emotionally this seems like the worst possible time to do that because we're in the middle of a gigantic story where batman needs to be on his a game and you want to see batman on his a game for the yes. kind of threat that we're dealing with yeah, especially this far in. And and I'm not just talking the, you know, the couple issues here. I'm talking From about the, the lead up like to that. this. Yeah, yeah. It it's felt like you even said it feels like punchline's been around for a million years. Well, once she showed up, this whole thing started kicking in and it does feel like it's gone on for a long time, but it's at this point where we're in a valley. We're not at a peak. And I think a lot of the problem is because G- Batman can't fight back. Really? He's trying, he's doing things. And even with even that, he's, the he's idea of zombies and which things yeah. I don't even understand because, you know, the Joker given his spiel over the freaking intercom about these are people that had died because of, you know, I killed them before we saw that the last issue, like some of these were from a long time ago where you failed to recognize what kind of monster, I was some of these from earlier where you like they think that you failed because you didn't take the Joker off the board earlier. Like some of these people hate you more than others and they just want to kill. I'm like, I just thought there were a bunch of, you know, zombies, but yeah. corpses being like activated by people on an internet cafe who's just been yeah. controlling them like a video game. What are you trying to play with? I mean, this quite whole frankly, thing? if you're playing that game, like, why I don't didn't, understand this technology? Yeah. Why didn't the designer himself, when he came back as as a zombie, that's good, why didn't he just go right after the Joker then? Because he's the one who killed him. So it doesn't make sense. And doing that, again, maybe Joker just playing it up. 
Maybe, maybe head games. Head games. He's doing that. Don't ask me who sung that. You end up with this going on with maybe that is. Maybe that's the head games into Batman's deal. I started thinking one of these guys has to be the first victim. Well, let's end up exposing that. That'd be pretty cool. That's later after the Joker War, Jim. That might be. But yeah, so you have Batman fighting and then he gets all Jean Claude Van Damme. He ends up putting a blindfold on. He's fighting blind. All these things going on. But it doesn't serve us any. Any real good no. here is knowing like, okay, Batman, he's a smart guy. He's done all this training for years and years. He's going to put a blindfold on because he doesn't know what's real. I'm like, that's cool, but we're still fighting freaking nanobite zombies and not yeah. nano, like nanite zombies. And I'm like, it yeah. doesn't matter. And really. even that, you go from that, like you said, the confusing deal. The, are you going to, who's going to be more mad at you? These zombies over in section A that were killed at the beginning of my reign of terror where you didn't know what I was up to or the ones, you know, from last week where you should have known and stopped me. But yet then you have Batman just get his EMP device to short them out because they're not really that. They're reanimated corpses that seem to be controlled at a internet cafe, yeah. like we said. So if, if this is one the of those where they all go down, yeah. Bruce Wayne walks out, passes out, and thankfully Harley Quinn's just there to freaking go no. back and do what we did with them last issue where she just takes care of them. Yeah, and one of the other things that I, I I like, but I don't. I like the idea that a crazy Batman thinks that he's talking to Alfred. I think that with that, it makes it seem like that's something he always needs. That's how he's trying to get and back as from an aside, this. And something that we're going to deal with through this, that's fine. Even, but when you get to the it end is. of this issue and he's now yes. on these hallucinogens, it's going to purge him of this the This is my on, problem. And now it's like – there, there's Alfred in his mind saying, we have to talk about this, sir. I'm like, yeah. are we going to take it aside to deal with this during this huge story? I'm like, this is not the time we're we are. to deal with this. I think we're heading to the nightmares. Like, I, I think we're going to have this with this thing. next issue. Alfred in his I, mind. It's a great bit. We could deal with this after bit. the Joker war is over, yes. though, how he's dealing with it. Like, even the idea that he wants to stay up on the stocks. And if you were to go back to where Batman thought he needed an edge back in the day, and that's where we first got the Venom story. Venom. Arc that, and, yeah. like, you know, he realized, Which oh, my God. Awesome story. Exactly. I'm addicted to this. Batman, you got to get off it. Even if it gives you an edge. If he keeps doing this so he can talk to Alfred this way, that's, it could be yes, something that's going cool. on. And then that we was can what I was getting it. to. Yes, I was getting to the point where you have him all punchline toxined up. He thinks that he hears Alfred. That's cool. That's a cool bit, like you said. But it's not. it doesn't go beyond anything because he's crazy. He, he's at, And I wanted something a little more. And you saying that where all of a sudden he needs some of that punchline stuff. Like, give me Takes some of that dip. stuff. You know, a little, little drop I, here, a little drop there. I talk to I like that idea. I like because then it's more. But even so, Batman, you got a problem. You got to get over this. I I just it it throws me off a little though. Where all you're getting is a drugged up, high as a kite Batman talking to Alfred. That is not enough for me. That doesn't give me that full. Oh my God, this is going to be able to work out his deal with Alfred dying. I need more well, than it's that. Fine what for I need now, then, but I don't want to put a break on the brakes on what we're no. dealing with to actually sit down for an entire issue so he can work out his well, mental anguish over Alfred dying in I this. I think that yeah, I think a better play would be as Batman is all drugged up. He may think he's talking to Alfred, but this is where I keep wanting the Bat family. I keep wanting Damien to show up if if he would. But you know, well, Dick I, I, Grayson, I don't want Damien to show up after this how, how great would it be if Jason Todd is the one who shows up to save him? Now eventually I think we're gonna get there. But I'd rather have that. The anguish that he has for Alfred should be worked through the family because they came in that Requiem issue and left pissed off because Batman didn't do enough. Batman 
wasn't opening up to them and things like that. And that's what we're going to get. I know that's what we're going to get by the end. But I think that it would be better served right now to have a Batgirl talking to him, helping him out. Hey, Jason Todd, you know, whoever. I think she's still pissed about her dad. Well, they are. They're all pissed. But that's what I'm saying. You're going to work through things. I don't need you to work through things from a hallucination of a dead butler that I want to get to the story. The thing is, I, I could go for that, but not right now. If you yeah, hold well, that's this what stuff I mean, off but- until we're done with the Joker War and this is your next thing where it's a more personal look where we don't have to deal with you know a big over-the-top villain arc where it's more of an, like a look inside Batman and the demons he has to fight that's daily, fine. that could be a great thing. Even if you want to do a three-issue arc to shorten it up so you, don't, you can get back to punching bad guys in the faces, but something just not right now. Really? How about if that was – and it's weird too because if we're going to go and we're going to throw in the idea of these tie-ins – None of them makes sense with what's going on. You basically almost showed in Detective that Batman has an antidote to all this nonsense going on. So there you have that. Even the ones in between each other. Nightwing doesn't jive up with Batgirl. But maybe this would have been a better story in one of those. Maybe Detective could have been this Alfred-type deal on the side. It wouldn't jive with any of this anyway, no. but they're not already. So well, I you can know, kind with of think to this, myself that maybe Detective takes place after he's done with his freaking piece. Coyote, you know, journey maybe. walk or and whatever. Maybe call that's it. where you could have had that story that we want more of. And it's funny because we're not saying in specifically we don't like that we need more and when you don't get the more of it now you're just like you said you're slamming the brakes on things and it really does look like batman for the next issue is at least going to be now hallucinating on his cleanse instead of this and it's just when are we going to get batman doing anything in this story i know it's called the joker war but i thought batman was even joker is not doing a lot of stuff he's got a lot of underlings doing stuff now well and and really if you want to sit there and, and think about things the the issues dominated pretty much by punchline and clown hunter they're the most interesting things in that and i you know it's it's not feeling big because of that it's feeling a little bit down and i want a little more but yeah it ends up harley gets a knocked out batman and takes him to eden and and i a like secret garden that you know ivy has created in underground for harley whenever she would be like fighting with the joker when they were still together it's just her green version of the cool room, but they have this, and I I'm don't mind there, it. And I, I like I'm that. telling you, I am reading this part where Eden shows up. We're talking about. It, I'm like, well, what, what's going on with the cool room? Like, <laughs> I know, what's going on right the away? Going on I, right now? Eh, they're chilling in the cool room. <laughs> what happened there? But with that, I like this. I like the little tie-in to Ivy there, where you have. Well, she sent me this. She made me this when me and Joe were having problems. He poisoned me. I went down here. Here, try my peyote. You know, tea and all that. But I do like the interaction between and it's mostly harley just talking to herself because batman's so out of it but i so do like you know too with this whole like this drug cleanse that we have for what we're doing with the Catwoman this week too i'm like why does everything about you know either drugs or cleansing drugs out of your system this week it seems like also why is it everything involved with blindfold fighting i mean everybody's <laughs> blindfold fighting you end up where i'd like the well ivy always insisted that you have to be nude in the i i actually like the interactions with you know or just harley's talk i like this idea oh, yeah. I like of Harley Eden. Here too. I think that it's really good and I like her trying to help and I even like where she gives Batman that potion it's just in a teacup you know she's she's mixed up the peyote like well, tea how do you take your hallucinogens? it says here and I take them in pill form Eric oh. actually actually I just take them with a bat upside the head and then but what is this I do, trust me I'm a doctor I, I like that but it's also showing you in my mind Batman does trust Harley 
but also he's desperate. <laughs> he's just going to drink it. And now all of a sudden, because he is all, now he's just going to be hardly toxined up to then, you know, do a little walkthrough. To, I, I just, I really am afraid we're going to get like a nightmares version deal of, or even like a Christmas carol. Let's, Batman, let's walk through our past and see what is important. Oh, look at that. And I, I just, really? Not and right then, now. I'm telling you. And we then can deal the other with this thing, later, and it would be great. And then it says Harley Quinn versus Punchline Round 2. I think that's the action part of it. This is what I, I don't know anything of it, but I'm afraid of this because my only problem really with all this is we're not doing anything. I love the art. I think the art's great. great. I like the interactions. I like what we get from the Joker if I don't understand his full plan and think that it's really big. But I do like his interactions. Punchline, Clown Hunter's cool. I just need more Batman. I need this to feel big. And it seems like it's going to be James Tynan's version of a Scott Snyder. You're going to have Batman down, 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 boom, in. He's just going to, you know, punch everybody out and then you win at the end. Right. But I need to see more of a struggle, not just he's he's high, <laughs> you know, and he's in one of these, you know, he's in the Monarch Theater and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, anything else or you no, want to give your score? Yeah, I, what, what would you give it? I, I'm going up to a six. I could go to a 6.5, but I want to be positive with a 6.8 out of 10 because I really did enjoy you the clown son hunter of a stuff. Gun. And, you know, like I said, punchline, ah, I don't yes. mind. It's just like she feels like a part of the Gotham background because like while she's not exactly doing a whole lot here except for like, hey, I'm going to bring in some canisters. She does feel like the Batman mythos at this point. I think she's been like, you know, brought in pretty well and feels established already. I just, I'm not interested yeah, in I her think that much. Like Harley Quinn, she shows up and is like, oh boy, here we go. I'm like, she is a part of the Gotham Joker world and I'm accepting this. And I think like, I'm not sitting here praising her. I'm not sitting here shitting on her either, but I like what we're doing with these side she characters. Like that, Why I would also, but I'd like to also be liking the Batman parts and like the throughout this whole thing. We're dealing with something that should be its own deal. I want to deal with the Joker War now. We're not doing that. And that's the biggest problem with the book. Yeah, I'm going 6 8 as well. I actually thought I was reading it. I'm like, I like this a little better. And I like it because of that Clown Hunter bit, which surprised me that I liked it. And I like the dialogue. I like the art. And I think that we were around 6 6 5 last issue. So I'm like, okay, what would I? And I'm like, I'm about a 6 8. And you're right there with me, Eric. Well, right there. Who's that clown hand hunter, in yeah? hand. Oh, I, I actually think it's Cullen Rowe. Cullen Rowe? Uh, Harper Rowe's But the brother? problem is, uh, Harper Rowe's brother, the problem is, is when he gets involved, he's a little too violent. I mean, he is using, I do even like the line like, oh, this is my anti-clown serum. And it's just gasoline that he's going to light him on I'm fire. I mean, he's crazy. It's the and best it's great. part of the book. I still think it might be Harper, but I don't want him to be that bad. He seems to Cullen. be a little step over. Cullen, I'm sorry. Harper, but Harper, I, th I think I read the punchline number one issue where they're going to have a one shot. Harper and Cullen are involved, and that's the other reason why I was reading this and thought, oh, it seems like it might be Cullen because they're not giving you much if, of a background that he usually does. a tie-in issue, a one shot just thrown out there, Bluebird and Clown Hunter, I'm like – yeah. I kind of want to read that now. Yeah, I forgot about Bluebird. That is Harper pretty cool. Rose Alter Ego is Bluebird. And Ghostmaker. Right? No, no, I don't the need Ghostmaker. Any of that right now. Maybe after That's... I see what's going on. But I know Harper yeah, Rose. I know Colin Rowe. And I want to see more of it. 
That would be pretty cool. That. But that that is my throwout deal ah, because I, I don't it. think the rabbit is the bad guy in the Wonder Woman. I have to pull back from there because people were making fun of me all week. <laughs> <laughs> they were all making fun of me. And when I'm – watch, I'll be right with well, that. Here, right there, you here. said that. My mind was blank for a second. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Oh, it's that's Mulhaney. right. That stupid thing he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, Mulhaney. He's the bad guy, <laughs> Eric. You wait. Next issue, his eyes are going to start glowing and you're going to all have to just – just sit back and realize the greatness that I am. Aquaman number 62, Eric. You, you like the, you know, the grandpa slash father AI I, of the I black really man. I do, but not right now during the royal wedding. <laughs> the problem is this is pretty much if the royal wedding was as big as a Joker war deal, you would end up having this be a tie-in well, Aquaman issue. Aquaman fans, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it would have been a tie-in issue. You could have kept going with the deal. I still like it. I think that it is a weird positioning in this. We were afraid that when Jordan Clark jumped on for this two-part deal, that it might throw off the whole pacing of the wedding that we want to see and go on there. And it completely did. I still like the grandpa AI. While he is talking with Jackson, it's the best. It's boys in the ocean is what it is, I just don't know exactly what we're playing with with this whole AI or even what we're given in this. Finish your blurb, though, first. Yeah, it's Aquaman 62 written by Jordan Clark, art by Marco Santucci, Ramalo Ramalo Fajardo Jr. I don't know why I thought I said that wrong. And Clayton Cowles. It's a road trip to Zebel with Aqualad and his grandpa AI, and I enjoyed that part so much. Once we get to Zebel, though, things slow down a bit and are a bit forced, and we end with the trench attacking, which has become so overplayed. The trench trench end up being pretty much the Aquaman Nazis. Anytime you need some nameless people to attack even though they're at the wedding now which ends up really to me making a bigger story that i don't think they'll play out because this seems like it is set up this to is be a diversion. And we're yes. trying to actually bring everybody together. So even the idea that we're going to make fun of the Atlanteans with the Queen Trench and stuff like that about what they do and how they act. Like secretly we're going to send Trench over to Zebel and take that over during the Royal Eric, I'm like, seriously, why aren't they being attacked by Scavenger? Why? That's all you needed. If Scavenger was attacking, it would be so much better to me. At the end of this issue, we have Zebel being attacked by the trench. But when Jackson Hyde and his AI black man and mech grandfather are going in there and we have a guard on a guard tower. I think the trench sliced them. And I'm thinking to myself, is this the AI grandfather on a secret mission that That's Jackson true, doesn't yeah. know about for Black Mana shooting him over there so Jackson is not it was made weird. aware? It or didn't... is it the trench attacking later on? Because I yeah. have no idea. I think it was the trench. And, and the weird thing about it is that was a confusing panel the way that it was playing out. I just wish it was like Scavenger and his crew that showed up. That would play out better that they heard of this wedding. Everybody's gone. Let's attack. But instead, the trench. And it really throws a lot of what we had already set up in the wedding deal Well, off. even that whole thing where we have have to like in order to get to Zebel, you have to have t- like aquakinesis and have some sh- water shaping powers to get through. Yeah. The thing. Like, did, did the trench have that? How they are they in Zebel right now? They do the cracks open in the ground, they come out. That's all they do. I still like this issue enough, and I'm looking oh, forward to the next one. And hopefully, though, we get more Grandpa Jesse AI. Grandpa oh, Jesse, yeah. <laughs> Grandpa Jesse, tell it. that was my favorite idea oh, from it. last issue going in with that. We and would we've have wanted this, this whole dynamic between it because Jackson Hyde does not have a lot of family going no. on. His father, his father does not give two shits about him. His mother was living in a desert for some reason, even though she's a Zabellian. I understand yeah. she was looking out for her son. It's still a weird choice to me, but this issue 
it, it just pisses me off from the get-go because it does interrupt that big cliffhanger we had in Aquaman last issue. You're about to have the big this. fight. Yeah. And and but, you even go back that through a separate angle uh, showing yeah. that Jackson's supposed to get there. And that throws off the rest of the issue as well. Yeah. Because I thought he wasn't invited. So if he so wasn't invited, he can go off and do Jackson's things. He can have things. his own adventures right Aqua now. Find things. out about his Zebel heritage. But for some reason, this whole thing where we have this two-parter – what are you going to do with a character like Jackson Hyde? He's a he's a gay character. He's young. I, I just assume that the writer wanted to come in here and have a moment of Jackson coming out of the closet. But who could he come out of the closet to? His mother knows he's gay. His father knows he's gay. His father doesn't give a shit about anything to do with the kid. So that is not a big hit. So we're going to have this coming out situation with an AI mecha grandfather. And it feels forced and weird for the situation because even Jackson – Like, you want to show the character in the best light possible. By showing the vulnerability of telling somebody who might not approve this, you are showing the strength of that character to be able to, you know, put that out there. And I'm like, that's great. I can understand writers wanting to have this moment, but not right now and with an AI mecha version of his grandfather because this is the weirdest kind of possible way to do this kind of story. Okay. I I want to pull this back a bit. And you just actually, when I was struggling to try to come out and say the idea, not that's not what I mean, Eric, but the thing is with this Batman deal, I just want to make sure you, with Batman and Alfred, with him working through those problems and and going through that, that actually reminds me of what you're saying here as well. Why are you working out things with a crazy hallucination like, why are you I, working out things through an ai and then like this you is said all we have left i'm like it's the writer needed to have this in order to have this moment for jackson Hyde for the readers to show this moment but his his mother knows his father doesn't give a shit so having that moment does not matter with these characters the close one so all we have left is an ai grandpa and i'm like I don't know. Do we really care if AI grandpa is a piece of shit? I don't. I, I kind of like the idea of it because I think <laughs> this is the crazy thing. I think that we're going to end up where you end up having the crazy grandpa Jesse AI. He's going to learn better, Eric. He's going to reel it. But do we really care about the AI Jesse grandpa like, except I, for I just having have fun a, with him? I, exactly. I want to have fun with the characters. And that's the thing is where you have almost – I'm telling you, it's one of these weird thoughts in my head where you have the, the grandpa and grandson detective agency, you know, Jackson yeah. and Jesse going oh, around I'm solving underwater you. crimes. But now that we want to have a powerful moment with Aqualad here, but – it's the weirdest way you could possibly do it because that's all we have left to do it with. And even that, even even when you want to throw in the idea where, you know, his grandpa wants to talk to him, like, are you into girls and all this other stuff? Eh, I'm not really into that. And even when we go into Zebel, the first person that Jackson meets is a soldier. That's why I said it's for. And it's like, I'm telling you, 20 minutes in, these guys are almost already holding hands. I'm like, Jackson seems like he doesn't this. want any parts of it. Well, he's like pulling away, but still. He doesn't know this person. I know, I know. And and the thing like, is, that's the force nature. And the thing is with Zebel and how little we know about Zebel and their culture, I'm like, are, are there gay people in Zebel? Or is like, you know, sexuality even a thing? Do you just go wherever you like, you know, hey, this guy's a cute guy. This girl's a cute Is everybody bisexual? I don't know the culture. And what if there's any stigma to this even? I have no idea what we're dealing with. And it's just right here in your face 20 minutes in. Like, and the weird thing guys, about it is. You know, talk a little bit more. Of, please. Yeah, you know, the weird know thing about it is that we, I mean, me and you know Jackson Hyde, the character is homosexual he's a gay kid and it's one of the things that he has been and they're it's great the way they played it out but this is the idea of like not coming right out and saying it like he could have just said to the ai grandfather that but instead kind of playing around with the issue skirting the issue for 
page after page once you, and it gets too much it almost it's more forced that way when i assume that most people know this and have you know won a story i want to see an aqualad story and yeah i don't mind it being the idea of i want to tell my grandpa ai that i'm gay but you you hit it on the nail nobody has a problem with it in his immediate friends and family yeah, yeah black man just doesn't want any parts of him Gay but he doesn't, doesn't matter to black man he just no, doesn't give a he shit he just doesn't want to give a shit it's like your dad but you yeah. have his mom accepted aquaman except they all know it and they all we we played a little bit with it when you ended up having him being arrested when he came to amnesty bay where they kind of look like you were going to deal with that but well, never did it got more pulled like away a black man situation. well it is and this is actually goes with that as well because the grandpa jesse ai even says it's tough you know it's tough to be a black man nowadays and just in the 80s baltimore oh was worse God. for black man when aqualad is talking to his grandfather and wants to know why his father is a piece of shit like why did you raise him to be this guy like you don't understand like he grew up in the 80s in baltimore and by the end of that panel when we go down they're talking about different things but that's where you leave that panel and then i'm scrolling down and i see see aquaman number whatever it was i'm like did we talk about how fucking awful baltimore is in aquaman? <laughs> i think they meant every podcast <laughs> that we have because that's <laughs> Oh, we do. But with and that, then I realized, no, no, they're talking about when he yeah. attacked MST Bay. But now I, I want to see that Aquaman talk, or Black Man showing us how awful Baltimore is because that's a book I can get behind. You know what the greatest thing about this was is when they were talking, you are having Jackson, you know, and he's worried. He he can already sense. In my mind, he already senses that Grandpa AI is a piece of shit. Y- you know that he's well, not even a that. guy the stuck in his ways. This and he's- is the one piece that he has. Even going to Zebo to learn something about his heritage because all he knows is his mother like is there for him and his father's a piece of shit now he has a chance to go and actually have an idea of family so not only do we have grandpa jesse ai who we want to talk to and get to know but we're also going to zebel to learn about his mother's side of the family and it's a whole new exploration for him a new understanding of what family might and be. those are the things so that for i the like first time ever with this you get the vulnerability of you know we're going to have this writer come in he's going to have the coming out moment for jackson hyde that you never got to see because it never mattered but now we're going to do it with an unsure possibility of like oh man am i going to be judged and with that you're going to see the strength of the character come out, but I'm like, it doesn't work just because it's freaking an AI unit. I'm like, I want to care about this moment more and I want it to mean something more and it just doesn't work. And, and, if he hadn't come out to anybody, I think it will work better. Like this is his trailer. Let me check it on the AI. But when, when you end up having the talk of black mana, we never get that. That's awesome. I'm telling you, it, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second. He He's ending up pushing a little background of Black Mana that we don't usually get because yeah. it is the AI talking. And this is Jackson at this point wanting to know. And it, it didn't play off as much as wanting to know about his father. He just wanted to know why he's a piece of shit. And he does say, oh, and, and that's the thing, too, where Grandpa AI is now. Jesse. Under, yeah, Jesse is already like, what did he say about me? Like. He took that the wrong way. And you're getting a it's a weird family dynamic and also some background information that I really like through the AI. But then you you swerve it a bit. But then when you get to Zebel, I like the idea of finding out, oh, my God, my mom was badass. She ended up going against things for the love of Black Mana. But then he screwed her. It actually well, not does. Only that. You, you have more. 
a well-to-do Zebelian family going on here. Her, you know, her, his grandfather on his mother's side, the greatest poet that yeah, Zebel's ever known. basically Zebel's Shakespeare. And because, and because of Jackson's mother going with Black Mana and bringing this terrorist and really screwed up Zebel, his family is pretty much just torn down. You know, his mother was exiled and, and nobody talks about this side. They have a, like a, a statue because his grandfather was the greatest poet, but now like, we don't really talk about him anymore because goddamn, that family fell hard in Zebelia. Yeah, they fell you know? hard. They're not looked at as great. So you end up having Jackson with Scandal. a huge family, but it was screwed up again. If he wants to think of this and go with this by Black Man. At one point, like, like, you find out that your family is really rich at some point. Like, you know, your great grandfather invented something and they squandered all the money and lost. I'm like, so that's why I have nothing. Now, yeah, damn you, people. You have ended up well, but now we got nothing. Is it like me when I see all those Werner trucks go by and I'm like, if only, if only I could have been that Werner. But the, with that, the only reason he was allowed to have the Mecca AI Jesse grandpa is because Jackson had to agree to put a device in Zebel so that Real Black Mana can go here. back. I'll give you the Mecca that you want, son. But you, when you go to Zebel, you got to go and you know turn on this whole thing for me to like come back to do whatever I want to do with it. So, and even with that, where you know. Jackson's doing his own thing. He even tells his grandpa AI to mute for a little while. But with, you know, with that guard dying when they move in, I have to assume that this was the Mecca doing this, not a trench. I just thought it was just because it seems like, you know, Grandpa Jesse, he's unmuted himself. It really does seem to me that he's a part of Black Mana's plan this entire time. While this AI might want to know something about his grandson, he is still in league with his own son, Black Mana, and they are trying to do, get, they're getting the family business back together is what they're doing. They're doing some Sanford and Son type shit where they're going, you know, junk hunting for like, you know, we're going to go to Zebel, we're going to get this done. And I just want this to be a moment where we can have a Jesse be a great, a stupid, I'm sorry, I, I want him to be a stupid AI grandfather to Jackson. And I don't want him to be on Black Man's side. But from what we get in this, besides for the strange trench attack by the end, it really did appear to me that, you know, Jesse is playing Jackson. Yeah, I the reason I don't think it is is because Jackson's completely up at that point. He does fall asleep, but he's completely up as they go by those guards and then you see the one slashed and he's slashed in the neck like he's been, you know, with claws. And I just think that was to show, uh-oh, eh, things are going wrong already and then when the so trench like, come you up. Know, like Jackson let the trench in when he was opening the doorway? I, I just think actually the trench were already attacking because th- this was already sliced. It looks like you had that going on. I just think that that was uh, you know, things are going to happen here and then when the trench come, it's not completely oh my god, that's out of, but it still is. Uh, But with that, you end up having the grandpa AI, oh, you're not tough. You don't do things. And then Jackson goes off to, you know, oh, I'm going to go into Zebel. And then he gets attacked by fish. You have them kind of go together. You end up having the mecha head get injured. They take it in there. And then you just like you said, you have this one guard who is obsessed with the surface, wants to know what the surface is like. Obsessed and then with the just surface and holding hands. Yeah, and starts to try to hold you. Is everybody so beautiful on the surface? Yeah, I mean, no. No. <laughs> Maybe you'll have. Yeah. And so they go in, and this gives you this background, and you do see again where, okay. Black Mana and, you know, Lucia, the mother, ends up, they pretty much made their whole family the black sheep of Zebel, all this stuff. But in the meantime, Jackson's doing exactly, again, he's putting this device in there so that Black, I get the idea Black Mana's going to come in and he has some trinket. 
that, well, that he ended up that reminds him of of Lucia and he's going to grab it and that's going to be you it. You think somehow this is like altruism yes. coming through and yeah. somehow Black Man is not the villain. I, I the think that is, though, he wants to let, do something that is say, nice, but he doesn't want anybody to know about it. <laughs> all right. Let, let's say you are right on this thing because Black Man is there. I'm thinking Black Man is just evil through and through. He is there to cause some more harm. So And I think only, he's going to be able to come in now and help in this fight of the trench. Well, not I think only that is that Lucia just the black sheep of her family because she cast the whole, like, you know, the, everybody looks down on this freaking family now because of what she did. Now, here's her son coming in, you know, 18 years later out of nowhere doing the exact same thing. And if you say black mana is not like on the, like, wrong here now let's say we even push I that think aside he's gonna bring that that all of a sudden thing we fought the trenchant in my mind where he yeah. jackson hyde opened the and door now the trencher invading I, i'm telling you the big idea this well, family and, and the whole they just whole, can't help but <laughs> screw up oh no but i think that what this is is one of those well you know the family went bad you ended up having black man he stole uh you know a real important or you know, i think he's returning it i think that that's all it is and it's gonna end up oh he was good all along and he didn't want people to know I would love, and the thing is, you know what the worst part about this is too. Like a little side I had while reading this and enjoying it for the most part, even though I wish we could have certain things play out differently. I really wish that Black Mana, because he's a great villain, I still wish he was a part of the Legion of Doom and with Lex and Cheetah and Sinestro and Grodd and stuff like that. When I see him here, I'm like, you know what? Maybe you did do the right thing and screw everybody over and become your own guy here because they didn't have a really great end over there in Death Metal. So maybe no. you did the best thing, but I'm like, you should be with the rest of the Legion of Doom because you are a badass through and through. And that's why when you say that, I'm like, that'd be great. But I just look at Black Mana, I'm like, I'm he's a piece of I'm shit. I'm telling you, he stole a map to some ancient weapon. I think he's returning and the we weapon. And did that. I think he's returning the weapon. I think that that's what he's going to do. And we're going to see all along, he wanted to make things right. <laughs> and then, oh my goodness, he was good all. And then he'll be a piece of shit like he always is. Well, you'll end up having Jackson. Dad, I knew that you were going to do the right fuck thing. Fuck off. Yeah, who the fuck are you? And just leave. Uh, yeah, but, it's real good, son. I'm going after a pack of smokes. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually think you're going to end with that. I think it's going to be crazy. And he's going to, or he's going to use that ancient weapon to fight the trench now. And, and and that will well, end we, up we did winning get that the deal. weapon before. And the thing is, the worst part of this thing, I, he, I'm pretty sure he got it. And I don't remember anything that we did with it, no. though, because we had that one issue about I what we happened. I think he has it aside. He ended up using Jackson, all this stuff. So I think that that's what's going to end up happening. And with that, I think the AI grandpa, who's, you know, been out of it a little. He, he's been, it's almost like he's been, you know, he's got out of the clink, Eric. Hey, what did I miss? And you end up, well, you know, I'm gay. Okay, I'm going to have to accept that. I think that this will all. And and then Jackson's going to go, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be at that wedding and head off maybe with Black Mana to help out. I don't know. I don't know, but I That'd did be crazy. Black mana, Aquaman, or like all against Orm. Well, you you end up where a lot and of the, the times you may have the black mana like basically doing what a lot of the villains do. Listen, I hate Aquaman, but I'm the one who's going to bring him down, so I'm going to help him here. Let's get this down, and then we're enemies again. But I don't know. I actually like this because I really did like the Grandpa Jesse kind of being there for Jackson a little, and you're getting that setup of what do you like the cars and the footballs no yeah, no I'm i doing, like choreography I, I like that part but we don't do anything no, with it after i think that, that point. that's the setup for later like, uh you just play it i'm just like his daddy would have i just think that it's gonna be something a little i think that you're really waiting for some really bad shit to go down i think that this might end up being a nice ending at least, gonna get a nice so ending where jackson can go off but yeah really what you're saying is the idea if this is true jesse ai black mana they're all 
Jackson's never going to trust anybody ever no. again. He's going to ruin the character, so I don't want that. But I don't know by about the end, ruin, but you know, know, they're going to do something a little bit different. The trench deal just ends up he still has Aquaman. It's, who's, who's then pissed at him because he wasn't where he was supposed to yeah, be at the wedding. I mean, everybody's against him. I ended up with the trench just shaking Going my back head. back to the desert. Screw you guys. Yeah. And, and with this whole trench we said already, the idea that – you know, they're supposed to be, everybody's supposed to be going to the wedding. Everybody's, you know, laying off war and stuff like that. And now you're just going to start a war between the trench and Zebel, which I don't really care about. I, I mean, I just imagine that, that the trench will become the way Court of Owls is, where every time we see them, they just water down a little bit more and yeah, become less that's and less what it to their I'm telling you, it's like video the games Aquaman with Court Nazis. It's just an easy enemy that you could go and go ham on, and it doesn't matter. But what would you give this overall? I'd have given this a 7 out of 10. I thought I the art was really seven. good. And I tell you, it's it's hard for me to put this on its own merits because right from the get-go, I am pissed off at this issue for interrupting what we left off with an Aquaman. So I'm going to try to do my best to put that pissed-offness aside and say that I like what we're doing with Jackson Hyde. I think Aqualad is cool as hell. I want to see more of him. It's just when you come in, you want to have that powerful coming out moment. It needs to play off bigger than – AI grandpa Jesse in a mecha freaking head, you know? And he still doesn't know. I mean, it really wasn't a moment yet. This was a setup here where I think we're going to come full circle to it later in the next issue. It's just, I want it to be a bigger moment, but like you're forcing the issue because you don't have somebody that you can play this off of to because Black Man doesn't care. His mother already knows. You're done with, you know, Jackson Hyde people know. Yeah, most of the people know and have accepted him. And um, with this whole deal, I really like the idea. I went, hey, uh, you know, you have a girlfriend? Not really into girls, Grandpa. Oh, you like the ladies, do you? Or, oh, it's good to keep your focus. You know, ladies come later. But he just just doesn't say anything then. And then it's just left there. What is it? Computing? Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, gang, gang, gang. And then next issue, like you said, I do believe you're going to get the idea that the Grandpa Jesse AI is going to have to learn. He's going to be an evolving AI. He's going to have to learn, Eric. He's a learning machine. This is what we fear. This is what we fear, though. But he's going to learn, and then he's going to use tools, and then he's going to take us over. But I'm with you with the score. I wonder if we're going to be on tune or in tune with the next be. book um i don't know it's it, this next issue which is wonder woman annual number four <laughs> i'm pretty this, sure i saw your, your score on the site and huh? uh, did you i didn't review it eric so oh, you did okay. not then i no, ended I up not, not even having time and i whoop, but with maybe, this maybe. this book you could be all over the place. It, what a it, it weird just time to have oh an annual God. for yeah. what we were dealing with previously to the new writer's run and everything going like, here's what we're dealing with with Wonder Woman right now. Now let's pump the brakes here and deal with this annual dealing with something before that's overwritten and doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, that's the problem. And with that, you can go with the concepts and maybe like it better but whew, it takes a no, long it's, it's a long road it's a long and winding road to get to where you're going here wonder woman annual number four written by steve orlando art by jack herbert gabe altieb and pep rousseau steve orlando says his final goodbye to wonder woman with an annual trying to tie up his loose ends and also giving a possible direction to a future story i like the idea of a third tribe of amazons and the possible search for more but I don't even know we will ever continue with it. And it took a damn long time to get to the point of this issue. There, there is something moly. going on where I was talking about Steve Orlando. We gave a lot of hell for a lot of years about the way he writes dialogue for the characters. And over this time, we thought that he was getting better with it. We were adjusting to it or he was getting better, whatever the case may be. I jump into this annual. I'm rereading. I'm turning back pages. I'm rereading things over and over again. For some reason, 
it's just not processing to me like what our characters are saying to each other. One of our big things about Steve Orlando dialogue at points where he has an idea, he's going to have characters yell stuff or even just say stuff, but it's not going to progress in a way that makes sense to people talking to each other. It doesn't make sense in a progression of, hey, everybody, I'm going down to the store. Okay, well, I'll see you when you get back. All right. Do you need anything? No, it's it's yelling out ideas, yelling out concepts and just moving on. And when when you have the dark fates and Diana facing off against each other, I can't. It didn't process with me either. You ended up getting a hold of me like well, an I'm, hour I'm, before I'm we even recorded. talking about when we have you know Hippolyta talking about what's, I, what yeah. our setup is, and they're talking about what is happening in South America right now. I'm like, what? Even just the setup of this of a a city or a town, a, a coastal town city. that just a comes secret into view, revealed and distorted lightning and lies. This is the work of the dark face. I'm just like, this is the whole reaction of Wonder Woman for learning what's going on. We have a city that just appeared out of nowhere. It's taken the Amazons by surprise, the Banamigdal people by surprise, everybody by surprise. And then on top of the city being revealed, now there's a force field around it that's coming. It's growing a little bit every hour. And there's only one person that came out of this. And now they've aged like 80 years. And I'm like, this is the, the information that Wonder Woman's been given. There's lightning in the sky that's made this force field. A hidden city. A secret revealed and distorted. Lightning and lies. Dark fates, everybody. It's the yeah, dark fates. It's like, so weird. If and, you and, say so. And I don't get the progression of it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I do like the idea, though, that you start off with Wonder Woman on the mega shark and she's getting it to learn its truth with the lasso. The truth is, it's going to eat the shit out of everyone. This Dude, thing is I scary watched 47 meters down Uncaged, the sequel last night. I'm telling like this. Get off crap. that shark. It's not going to yeah, work really? out. It's terrible. I mean, you are using the lasso. Its truth is it eats you. That's the truth. Get the hell off of that Punch thing. Punch that shark in the head. Get out of I there. I love the idea of the Amazon embassy. I will tell you that I love the idea of an Amazonian embassy that will travel the world to make things right. It is almost like- I liked it until I sat there. I'm like, is well, that a cruise really ship? Because well, that's yeah. just going to be a real bad tie right now. Why is anybody boat? wearing masks? Yeah, because they're Amazonians, Eric. They, they were quarantined <laughs> oh, they for that. years is what they were. Fake but yeah, news is what they to are me, about. this is the truth boat. Yeah, You got Isaac, he's making the cocktails. You got everything going on captain steuben like everybody's i like the idea of that and i really like remember when we had that freaking i don't even remember fate of the amazons that one book that i ended up just bailing on way back it was odyssey, all, of the uh, odyssey of the amazons where you were to, like i could read a book where you do have the amazons with the you know ben and all of them combined to go around and find out things going on it's well, almost like a love boat with charlie's book. angels i'd love is it but the, the coolest part about this book is the end after we're setting yeah. the dark face, which doesn't matter. And all of a sudden, here's Wonder Woman. Here's Donna Troy. Here's Hippolyta. Here's Queen Fer- uh, Faruka. Here is freaking Artemis. Like, all the characters that are associated with, you know, Themyscira, Banamigdal, whatever, are all here. I'm like, all right, this is cool as shit. And I want to see some more. But actually, I wanted to see freaking Cassie Sandsmark there. I was actually kind of pissed cool off that too. she wasn't there. But, like, the big characters of, you know, at, like the Amazons. I'm like, this is cool as hell. I want to see more of this. It's just... When we get inside this force field of this hidden city that disappears and reappears, but now is stuck in that time and everybody's aged up and then putting on blindfolds because they don't want to see the lies that are making them old. And then we have Wonder Woman go in there with her lasso of truth, which keeps her from being affected. And then it becomes a lifeline somehow. And then we're just using this and I'm like, 
I don't understand. And then to top it all off, we had the Dark Fates talk about, because we've been sitting here this entire time. The Dark Fates show up, they make a God Slayer sword to rebuild it for Cheetah, and we're doing stuff in Themyscira. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Especially for what we dealt with the Fates previously. And now, yeah, we were stuck here after, you remember those Dark Gods after the metal incident? I'm like, Really? You're, you're from that whole fucking you. bullshit? That's, and and that like, makes them so much and the less. Is, the whole thing where we have the dark fates and like, all right, they're, they're, they're doing some bad shit. But now their lives are compromised, everybody, because now the Themyscarians, they're coming out. They're being ambassadors. They're going to man's world and showing the truth. They can't have this because the truth, that makes them die. They got to keep going with the world that like it has been full of lies and chaos. And they're going to you know set that lies and chaos forward to let themselves be done like – so you're allergic to the truth, are you? And it's you gonna are. kill you. That sounds I hope like you have Tanya. an EpiPen because Wonder Woman's in town. Now, Wonder Woman's in town with a few days to thrill. Also, you end up having the dark fates. For a few truths to spill. The, the dark fates are the worst part of this. I what mean, the idea, the idea where a village, a coastal town comes into view that kind of winks in, winks out, and you find out that there was a third tribe, that there was other Amazonian tribe. That's, that's, that's neat enough. That's it neat is, enough. If we and, ever really did anything with Banamigdal. Yeah, well, you have we're all not of this the toys going we have. on. Why are you buying new toys? I just like the idea that that would be the setup to have this floating embassy that can go around and gather up all it really if you want to go and you're not reading the marvel stuff but it is almost like the marauders book where they're going any, and collecting people to bring just back imagine to though, people coming in who have read dc a little bit over the past couple of years or even if they've just been reading the wonder woman book how often beyond red hood and the outlaws and you know freaking wonder woman saving atlanta from tesla katalapoka have we dealt with anything banna migdal you, you haven't and, and but so I would queen like Farouk the idea. Here, queen Farouk of the second, and you know who the fuck is this? <laughs> I know <laughs> you get it, but at least you're going to get like okay, the sisters you got. But the idea of having to have the dark fates are the ones that are going to allow this coastal town to come into view, so that Wonder Woman can go there to pretty much yell, "I'm for truth." Where for lies, truth, lies, you're done. And then you end up having, you know, they aged when they came out. I just don't understand what's at play here. Even we the idea. Ray, it's fine. Well, you end up where she even says that. I'm like, really? Where's Prince? He's dead, Eric. And really, Prince I need to do. No purple. We've had I, purple rays no, for 80 years. I'm now doing the song Purple Ray. It's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. You end up, though, where she's walking in her footprints. Oh, no, my nightmare's in the footprints. <laughs> just Little not, invisible jet. You, I didn't even know what it was going on. <laughs> Little invisible jet. Woo-hoo. Everybody rides that fucking thing. More people ride it than Wonder Woman anyway. Where are the Wonder Twins? Nobody cares. We have all this going on. Instead and again, of Raspberry Beret, <sighs> I was made of clay. That's see now we're gonna have to have a whole album <laughs> of Prince, Wonder, all Woman, Wonder Woman all Prince. the time. That's what we're gonna do right here on <laughs> WRKO Rocco. You end up with all this going on, and really, I stopped. Li- you had problems connecting things. Look at me. I, I can't concentrate on a good day. I went, and this it's is not what a would good happen. Day, anybody? We always talk about no. I I had to use my AK. You ended up with all this going on <laughs> where. I, I would read books. I was always a big reader. And my, my attention span has gotten worse and worse as you go on. And I would legitimately, where I stopped actually reading novels was because I would read and I'd get through three pages and realize I don't 
know that I read those. I think, <laughs> and that's what happened here. I am reading this thinking, okay, I better get done by four. Me and Eric are going to, okay, yeah, let me shake out of that. Okay. Then all of a sudden I'm reading and I go to look to make sure we're still going with four. You didn't send anything. Now I'm sending you videos of virtual fans and the, <laughs> this, this is what was happening because I was not interested. And then I go back, oh God, I got to read that again. I had to reread pages because the dialogue to didn't well. hit and it's right the after dialogue, I got done. The concepts are really not played out, but I can tell where I did like it pretty much kind of the beginning and then the end, especially where, okay, I like this. I got through the end. Once they get the dark fates the hell out of there. I'm okay. I'm good with this. And I like the idea of possibly having, you know, the all of the sisters, not, you know, all the Amazonian, not just the mascara, all the of them Amazon going trifecta. on. That sounds cool to go around and see if there's more of these outposts, if there's more of these things going on. That is a progression of when you ended up having Steve Orlando end his run saying, we want to have this embassy to go and teach people, you know, what the good things are and all these things going on. But with that that's like okay but with the other tribes involved you have a little conflict with what they want to do and that interests me that that is pretty cool but boy this it took so long to get there and i just lost interest but what were you gonna say i'm just thinking to myself too like the, the idea that we have this new amazonian tribe this other city of amazons that we've never known about mike like i said before why are we buying new toys and we're not playing the old ones like i'm even thinking to myself Where's Jason at? The twin brother of Wonder Woman. Let's play with him a little bit. Do something to really flesh that character out. Because while we've had a a bunch of stories, like from James Robinson, you know, from uh, Jeff, you know, Johns and doing stuff, even Steve Orlando bring him, we still don't know really shit about the character or what he's even going to do. Yeah, we had that little, we had that little, even with him in the Dark Gods and putting on that new vest that he had that'll allow him to access his powers individually and stuff like that. And then he went off and now he's back. I'm like, so don't do something new that we don't even I, the thing is, I think Le- that that's going to play out more in Mariko Tamaki's deal I, so hope, I, think- I hope that is the case because right now I don't see Mariko Tamaki's like going down that path in the run I don't know if Steve Orlando counts as getting back on Wonder Woman because I just don't know if, if, if that's not the case <laughs> he didn't getting, tell like, me that anybody else picking up on this story yeah, I, I just think that he wanted to throw this out there and say hey this can happen down the line like you said maybe this is like a well I might be back or maybe somebody will pick it up but with with the books narrowing down, I don't think we're going to get the Amazon Embassy and book I, anytime I've pa- soon. I've been paging through this book because you know Bad Amigdal. It's if you're not familiar with it, it's a, it's kind of a hard name to wrap your head around to say and like remember and stuff like that. Like Amazon's fine. You know, if you want to even want to go with Themyscira, it might be hard. Even Humpaly. Parts of Wonder Woman lore are hard to remember unless you're really steeped in it. I read this issue. I've been paging through now to try to find out what the third tribe is called, the third city, and I'm like. Um, the Esperanca Paragosa. Like, yep, that's it. That does not roll off the tongue at all. No. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have such a hard time remembering that. And I'm just. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to play like Urs Cartago, where I'm just gonna have to say it over and over again until it finally sinks in. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have to do that anytime soon. Esperanca <laughs> Paragosa. And then you get a little, you know, beach action where, oh, my God, they are getting along, Eric. Are these tribes all over the place. Or that's are they? I don't know. They're, they're playing I, I told you, jump the thing rope. Is, they're gone again. They've, been, they've taken off. Oh, I'm off. talking about these girls at the end that they're pretending See, they're Wonder Woman. The, 
This is like it seems to be the people of this hidden tribe where now they're back and like, you know, disappeared. And now we just have girls on a beach who are playing with the jump But they're ropes. aware of Wonder Woman. That seems they're playing lasso, Eric. They're playing the truth. The they're golden perfect. Ball. They're playing the golden perfect here. And there they are. And it's it's one of those almost like the seed of, of happiness and compassion is now there. And they're going to go forward. It's nonsense. It really is. And overall, I don't expect to get back to any of this and that's the worst part of it this isn't an annual in the middle of somebody's run this is a final issue of somebody's deal to set up something that i don't think we'll ever get to i thought the art was great i yeah, really like the art and i like part of the book i did like seeing some of these characters i like the idea of the embassy i, I like the like idea of a new thing to say. it just the middle section i mean middle section like the 33 pages in the middle it uh-huh. just got way convoluted the five of the other pages those were pretty good but overall what would you give this I would end up giving this a 5.5 out of 10 because like you, I thought some concepts here were cool, whether we'll see them again or not. And just the idea that we do have all our Amazon characters together at the end, it's, it's a great farewell, goodbye moment. But overall, the the whole story of Esperanca Paragosa, <laughs> it is just too much, especially what we're going to deal with here for the end of the Dark Fates who just at the end – yeah, we were part of that Dark Gods arc from two years ago. Oh, well, fuck me. I didn't realize. All right, let's move on. That seemed weird. It seemed like that was such a forced way to just say how they but got there like quick the and lies, then get rid of them. Queen. I bet yeah, you do. You Goodbye. You do. You should have been there with Greg Rucka. He was dealing with them lies, <laughs> ladies. But yeah, I'm a 5'8". Uh, I'd love to give this a 6. I it's really such a would. a weird but place I, for this annual, though. I just want to get back yeah. to the regular Wonder Woman run, which we will. It's just like this isn't taking the place of it right now. No. It's just such a weird book to jump into when you want to be, you know, get more from the regular book. And then takes you back away and like, uh, this was so overwritten, this kind of nonsense. Yeah, it does pull you out of the regular deal, which we've been enjoying enough. But yeah, 5.8 for me. But now we're going to go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. it is mail with jim because it's just me jim and if you want to email in yourself email us at weird science dc comics at gmail.com just like paulie p did from down under the thunder from down under they call him in tasmania where he's from he's a devil good afternoon once again gentlemen and eric <laughs> that joke never gets old, he says. Well, just a note to check in and see how everyone is going in the Get Fresh Coopy Poop. I'm pretty sure last time I emailed you, Tasmania was still heavily in the grip of COVID. Thankfully, though, we have plenty, uh, pretty much eradicated COVID from the island of Tasmania. Aussie, 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 oi, 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 says, I think I'm now on a list. <laughs> Yelling that. 
Well, on the mainland, however, there are still several COVID case clusters, and we still haven't had to be a travel interstate or much less internationally. But here in Tasmania, last I checked, there's only one or two active cases. I got to take my kids to an indoor play center where, as usual, on a rainy day, kids were piled on top of each other, throwing balls at each other, jumping off a slide, colliding into each other while the parents, i.e. me, Literally bumped elbows with parents from the table behind us. It seems like social distancing here was a fad, just like the Beatles, right? Just like that. They're my favorite. And now you, it seems like you can use it whenever you feel like it. Yeah, social distancing. I ended up having problems yesterday with two guys who decided they weren't wearing masks around me. And the COVID, it's pretty active here. It's pretty, it's not Tasmania here in Pennsylvania. At least there's one good thing to come from COVID. If someone stands too close in line, it's now socially acceptable to glare at them and tell them to back up. Yeah, that's what that's what people say to me. Back up, they say. I'm still technically jobless. So am I. And there's no sign of my previous job coming back. Nah, same with me. Me and Polly P. We, we may be miles apart, but we're living a similar life. But the Australian government is extending its COVID payment until the end of the year. That has not happened here in Pennsylvania. I decided to take full advantage of the government's upskilling initiatives in the meantime. And because I already have a college degree in music composition and jazz studies, of all things. I, I have a psychology degree. Me and Polly P can pretty much fight it out of which is more useless, right? Yes. But still, as far as this program is concerned, a degree is a degree. True. It ends up showing you you had the gumption to get it done and considerable workplace experience and all sorts of stuff over the years. I'm completing a degree in early childhood education. That's awesome, i.e. being a kindergarten teacher. My ex-wife still says to this day that I have the intelligence of a five-year-old, as, as well as trying to burn his house down and things from what I remember. Now I get to prove her right. I mean, when I really think about it, singing songs, painting pictures, and playing heads up, seven up, <laughs> sure sounds better than getting chewed out by a sales manager for not selling enough widgets every week. I'm cruising through the units. Nearly all of them are online and have to do a practical component as well, which I'll be starting in a few weeks. That's awesome. That's cool. And that's something that, you know, if you have the shutdown type deal and the government is paying you to hang out, that's cool that you are upscaling bettering yourself that's something that i don't do i have barely even taken a shower i mean really i gotta i gotta get on the ball as for the news about the dc restructuring i agree almost 100 percent with jim of what he had to say on his patreon news podcast the world evolves and it is a shame that a global pandemic is what brought to light the extremely poor management practices dc was using i've been complaining for literally meaning the actual term literally about the poor state of the DC top brass and how their blase attitude about their own company permeated through the ranks. Editorial has been non-existent for years. I saw somebody online who was talking like, hey, what's going on with Marvel? I wish they had a strongest editorial as DC. Like, that's a weird week to say that. It really was. And it's all too clear what happens when DC lets writers run the show. We get the Bendis verse, the Tom Kingdom, the Snyder verse. It's true. You end up having pretty much people from behind the scenes telling a lot of people that there were fiefdoms where you had fights and things. And I'm not going to use 
this because of that guy or I'm going to use this because it's nonsense. None of them give two shits about the company as a whole as long as they get to tell their own stories and build their own little fiefdom. There you go. He used the term as well. Also, you got to remember that for the most part now, whether this is good or bad, the individual writers, creators, artists, they are working on not mainly DC. They're working on their own brand. They're working on the Tom King brand, the Scott Snyder brand. Eventually, these people like Scott Snyder just announced with Tony Daniel, they're going to go off and do their own thing, their own creator, own stuff. And that's where they're going to get the money when they cash in cha-ching. But yeah, for the most part, you have people that have become not DC fans, but Tom King fans, not DC fans, but, you know, Snyder fans, not DC fans. I won't go with Bendis. I I won't I won't go that far, please. What do you think I am? Crazy? Am I crazy? None of them give two shits about the company, and, and yeah, eventually that catches up. And in comics world, having three totally separate streams doesn't make any sense. If you want to sell books, if I'm all in on the Bendisverse, I have no need to read a Snyder book. So automatically, you're saying to your audience that a third of your output you don't need to read. I get that people are upset that DC is slashing their output, but at some point it has to come down to quality versus quantity. That's what people keep saying about me and my podcasting, right? That's they said eventually it's got to come down. I hate those people. Easily two-thirds of DC's entire output at the moment is objectively not good. My idea is when books keep getting canceled and they're trimming these things, People are losing their minds about them. And, oh, my God, I can't believe this is canceled. I can't believe Batgirl's canceled. I can't believe. No, no. Look at the sales and you will believe that they're canceled. That's all it is. And unfortunately, where it comes down to things where at, at the first slashings and cuttings, unfortunately, quality books that aren't selling will be canceled. That's just how it is. Trim the line. Get rid of the nonsense no one is reading anyway and refocus on quality. It is hard that most physical comic stores will go out of business, but the industry insistence to prop up the small stores the last 10 or so years has cost them millions. And as Jim also said, my ears are burning. They have been building their company's foundation on sand. I say that all the time. Me and Dr. Phil. Subsidizing a shrinking corner of the market at the cost of millions makes zero sense, but times change and people evolve. And unfortunately, when there was the shutdown, you end up having to mind your own store first. You, you end up having where all of a sudden, hey, you got to support this guy and that guy. No, 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 no. They have to support themselves or else all of us are going to have no comic books. That just ends up being the big picture now. Big record labels weren't propping up Sam Goody when they watched their profits wither. Huh, Sam Goody. I went to Sam Goody a couple times. You don't hand write letters anymore. You rarely buy physical CDs and DVDs anymore. I actually thought, never even thought about putting in the idea of, you know, writing letters. Do you have a pen pal, does you? No, you don't. I'm tired. And that's the greatest thing. Here we go. Just imagine this, where we're going to talk about, you know, Getting with the times and, and how they are better. If we were back at the point of, as they call, snail mail, and I never would have met or talked to Polly P. There's no way a guy in Australia would have ever gotten involved with anything that we did if he had to send a letter. I mean, do they send him with kangaroo? I don't even know how you'd get it here. He'd have to go over the barrier reef, then start, you know, one of those drop bears would get you. It would be crazy, but we have email, 
and he can send an email and I, I can read it here. I mean, we could just go into all of the nonsense. Lately, you don't buy new books in paper form. Some people still do that. And the, and the bookstores still going. But if that's the case, I think that the graphic novel, the collected deal is where you would have most people in the future buying a physical book. The month to month deal to then put it all together in a graphic novel, you kind of are you know, double dipping in a way that you might just want to just have that graphic novel for people who want to read the physical. It's all there. You get more bang for your buck anyway. And then the people who want a, you know, a month to month basis deal can go digital. But we sh- why should comics be any different? I used to say I just can't get used to reading a comic on the screen, man. He said that. The weird thing is he was talking to his sister. There's something about the feel of the pages and yada, yada, yada. Yes, everybody, it's tough to change. But when I moved to Australia, down to Tasmania, in the city I moved to there, I guess he wasn't in Tasmania there yet, uh, there was no comic store. No one. And not one. My options were give up reading comics entirely, fly to Sydney every Wednesday to pick up my books, probably on a pterodactyl. Sit the savage lands down there or get with the times and, and get them digitally. Guess what? Now I can't remember the last physical book I bought, excluding trades, which I still buy. That's my point. Trades are something where you, you don't even you can put those on a bookshelf, right? I put my single issues on the bookshelf, the bookshelf that fell apart. And now they're in a pile. It's awful. Or get with the times and get digital. Guess what? He did that. So the advantages of digital far surpass physical reading an issue that referenced an obscure issue from 20 years ago, pulling it up on the Marvel app, the DC app, Comixology, or even a network hard drive sure beats digging up the long boxes, finding that one issue, pulling it out of a sleeve, then reversing the process. And that's assuming it's not a random back issue. You just haven't gotten yet the future. I see. And this is where he was talking. And I read this and sent him a note earlier that, yeah, I like this idea, and it almost gets to the idea where me and Eric talk about when DVDs first came out, and we thought that we could re-film the movie. I mean, you'd get the Shea cut uh, uh, of, say, 16 Candles. It'd be awesome. The future I see for Interlink Digital is an editor's note hyperlinks you to the separate window where you can buy the referenced issue, which downloads in the background of what you're currently reading. And yeah, just say you end up with... The digital store, we're talking DC, it's in there, whatever will end up being, hopefully, the DC Universe Comics app. You end up having an editor's note. You hit that, and it'll take you back to that book so you can check out what they're talking about. If it's not in there, you get the option to buy it, whatnot. It does. It sounds cool. It really it really sounds cool. If you already have it, it just opens up for you. How about if the DC app has a virtual pull list for you, and every week you tick the books you want, ongoing or one-offs and every Wednesday the books are just there in the app for you. He's saying paying for them, which I think that would be great. Everything streamlined into one app. Imagine being able to tick one box in every issue and tie-in of Death Metal or Joker or just shows up when it's released. It's quite a simple concept, really. And with that, I talked to a guy who was upset that Hawkworld had been canceled. And he said, oh man, you know, I end up spending $200 a week on these six books. I'm like, ah, math don't work. Uh, I'm not a mathematics scientist, but uh, that didn't sound right, right? And he said, oh, I'm in Japan and the shipping's like 80 bucks. What? 
first off, he was saying about DC, you're going to lose my money. 80 bucks of that or whatever. It's not their money. It's shipping. You won't have that. You, you can have somebody in such a crazy place like Tasmania can get the books. You could also have Antarctica, you know, the Congo. I don't know. Anybody who has access to the Internet can get the books. And that makes things better. That expands things in a way that you're not even trying to, you know, expand it by, oh, I got to target this. I got to. No, you're just targeting people. Then you're just targeting the world. The world is then your oyster. Back at my dad's house in Oregon, I still have all my long boxes. I think there's 10 or 12 of them. And let me tell you what, now that I have the Marvel app, I can't imagine digging through those musty old boxes to read Captain America 321 when the urge strikes me. I'll I'll go back to Eric. Eric was a guy, he's a collector. He likes the toys, but he also loves movies. And he has a huge shelf, huge giant shelf of all of his DVDs, even some VHS thrown in there because he thinks he's a hipster. But when they ended up having, say, the Fire Stick or even Netflix, I mean, you had to tell him like, hey, like you could get all those, you know, right there. They're right there. And I, I already have them all. I don't need that. The Fire Stick was the big one. I'm like, man, they have every movie. You can go. And now we're talking a little, you know, shady practices. But, but hey, but I don't need that. I have all the movies. Well, then he ended up finally saying, all right. I think he couldn't find something. So he ends up getting the Fire Stick, hooks it up. And legitimately, right now, if I asked him, like, when was the last time you grabbed any of those DVDs? He'll He'll still look at them. You know, look over there. Oh, and and what he uses, which is funny, which I think that some people might even use, say, their trades, because those would be more on a bookshelf. He he looks and he's like, what should I watch today? Okay, let me look at my DVDs here. All right, Puppet Master 3, and then goes and watches it digitally. He, he doesn't watch it. It's just like a reference point. So I think that maybe there are some people. What am I watching? Oh, Cap- I have that Captain America omnibus. You know what? I like that once. Go to the Marvel Unlimited app. Because that's easier. And then you could walk around with it. You could do all sorts of things. Plus, you're on a, a trip. You can take your entire collection with you. You know, you, you can be on a plane and read whatever strikes your fancy. You could do all of that. It's madness. I am hopeful that the change to digital products will allow the lower tier characters to get their day. I can see a Blue Beetle or Firestorm or the Creeper, a Booster Gold book selling 10,000 digital copies consistently. And I I also talked about this on that news show. If you sold 10,000 copies of a digital comic, how much less cost is that than the print? So is that in, you know, would that equal out to like a 15,000 regular deal? Like where is the, you know, how much money are you making on that? I, I wish I knew. I'm just randomly using a reasonable break even number, at least far more than they would ever in physical copies. I do feel bad for the staff who lost their jobs, and so do I. And Polly P said earlier, and so do, we both don't have jobs now, so we, we know how tough it is. But in all honesty, they weren't doing a very good job making money, which at the end of the day is what they need to be doing at DC. And DC was desperate in a desperate need of a good hard shakeup. Marvel will have to be next. I would say their editorial is better than DC's, but it's a pretty low bar anywho enough rambling hope everyone is doing okay and keeping safe and the get fresh crew beep boop until next time and thanks Polly p and i i agree 
I know it's tough for some. And again, this ends up where you're saying it and we're kind of just throwing aside the idea that some people, again, will lose businesses and jobs. Hopefully everything works out. And again, you can have both the physical stuff that is doing well, that will still maintain shops, things like that. But then you have digital stuff that's like the minor leagues. You end up where you're you're going to, you know, figure out Blue Beetle. All of a sudden, Blue Beetle digital, it's a huge hit. Well, now we know maybe we can do a print and print the trade for people who do like that. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing that people would have to get used to is either you're going to have to wait for the trade, which... DC has been a little better with getting trades out more timely, but I think they're going to have to do it even better. I think that you get the trade will have to be very, very quick uh, because people who do still want to buy the trades are not going to end up, they're not going to want to wait a year or so. You need it to snap out there. And I hope that they redo with all this stuff and you have all the DC stuff, the shows leaving the DC Universe app going to the HBO Max stuff. I I hope that they end up retooling the DC Universe comics if they continue with that and not just say, I hope it's like Marvel. And I I do think that the six-month period wait is better that Marvel has than DC with a year. Um, But there's other things. I hope that they kind of make some innovations that maybe we haven't even thought of. You know, make it feel fresh make it feel first off put your store on that app as well like Polly p said so you can buy everything it's a one-stop shop deal for dc comics but we'll see and i know that there's some people who won't you know go to digital but unfortunately that is how things have gone and it it makes sense for for the the long run i think but we'll see we'll see how it goes i'm looking forward to see what they are doing. I was hoping that you were going to get more comic news at the DC fandom this time around, but we really didn't get tons. We ended up getting reiterations of news stories we already knew or, you know, little details added on release dates, release windows, stuff like that, like the milestone stuff and the John Ridley Batman book, which I'm excited for. So we'll see how things go. And hopefully after the You know, once you have big restructuring and big change, people freak out. They get all upset. Hopefully when things calm down, we'll get to see a plan. And and one of the things with DC, they rarely let us know as fans what their overall plan is. Hopefully we'll get to see a little bit of that and it'll be something that we can all get behind and have a good beat and dance to it. But thanks, Polly P. Thanks, everybody, for listening to my end rambling. Polly P thought he rambles. Woo-wee. But we're going to go back to some books.
like a festival there. It's that like what it is? a concert it is. That was the remix from heck. From heck, I say. Heck. I don't I don't curse like Why an asshole. You? <laughs> you know? And like, boom goes the dynamite. All right, Eric. We have four books in this last section. And we usually don't have sections of four books, but we're, we're going to go through these. And boy, it's going to be a roller coaster ride of emotions. And as I all say right. this, mostly down <laughs> because most of these books stink. And I will say that we're starting with a book that I tried to tell you that I thought the pacing and everything was excellent in Catwoman number 23 and it seems like it is a rush for an end in this we issue. We had good pacing uh, last issue you can't expect good pacing this issue as well I just thought it was set up to be a God. you know what you ends up happening all, in you? this with this Catwoman 24 as we get into this section I just think that you ended up setting up some cool things in 23 and you have Sean Murphy and Blake Northcott doing that and then all of a sudden it's like the the sh- shit hit the fan i mean all of a sudden things are just being thrown about they didn't have enough room to do things and overall i thought that it ended up trying too hard to be too much that you didn't I, need I really to go just fully don't know out what the with the plot of this was supposed to that's be that's my my problem even in the last it issue you and i much. argued like you know is yeah. selena there at like you know isle nevada to steal the list of all the known you know villains and stuff like that and all their personal data or is she there to steal the big ass diamond you thought the list i thought the diamond Little column A, little column B here, but I don't know what the original plan was. You were right about the diamond. The diamond seems to be the original plan, especially when she ends up starting off and you have Nyssa and this girl there. They're going to attack. And and I don't mind this, but what I really thought this was going to be, like a Catwoman who ends up in this, you know, Isla Nevada, all these things going on here. That she just went for something. I thought that this cat, this big panther, this, I thought that there was going to be a logical explanation that made it seem as if it was this crazy cat from the, you know, from myth. But no, no, no. This thing can read your mind. It's and, a truth and seer. I'm telling you, and this it, it giant threw me panther off. that was prayed to and came to help and is now gone as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, I, I don't know exactly what we're dealing with here. And even the idea, this becomes Temple of Doom from Indiana Jones at the one point. That's my big problem. Because the whole thing is Catwoman is here to do a Catwoman job, a heist situation with Snowflame, who is a cocaine up supervillain, wants to steal Man. from this all works. But this becomes where Indiana Jones at the beginning of Temple of Doom crash lands out of the plane onto the raft, comes down into this Indian village that has been praying for somebody to help them. And they believe fully that Indiana Jones crashed only because they prayed because for the they savior. Prayed. And he's going to go and help. And Catwoman becomes Isla Nevada's village here as their savior because they prayed for her to be here. I like the it, idea. It'd be fine if of, we didn't have a giant supernatural black that's the that problem. can read your mind. That's my problem. My problem is the idea that I love the, you know, hey, we prayed, we prayed. And then circumstance happens that somebody shows up. It's Catwoman. She's not really involved with that, but she ends up helping. But yeah, you throw in the giant panther from myth. And I just, I even wanted the idea of this was something where they end up going to Snowflame's mansion and Snowflame's like, there's that giant panther I spent $10 million on. Like, this was something like, he's Mike Tyson. He had this. But because it got away, 
they saw that as a sign too, and then Wonder Woman, but it isn't. It ends up being that it's just not from supernatural. Myth. Nothing it, it, nonsense. It, it's actually here. It threw it. It threw it out like, for me. Why now, do we need a Catwoman when we have a Black Panther deity? I know, and 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 then you get these combinations. I still don't mind this. I still like some of it. I like as it goes on, but then you just keep swerving to these weird deals where I'm like. Oh, you went that way, and the idea that she steals the diamond and then replaces it, but then the list just happens to be there. She grabs it, and really at the like, end, the whole thing. Even the whole, whole of- thing of the diamond, I don't even know why we stole the list. Is that a consolation prize for it? Because I want to believe that she was there for the diamond. Even the fact that she replaced the real diamond with a giant Cuban sicurnia with a small freaking engraving to freaking throw shade at that freaking, you know, uh, that woman that she's uh, like rivals with. I'm Miss like, Courts. Like, this has to be the plan the entire time yeah, because where was. are you going to get this freaking giant cubic zirconia on this island and also have it engraved so that you could swap it out here and like the list it feels like such a nothing part well, of this the issue. Well the list is only there so at the end you can have a very self-conscious not as confident Selena wondering what Batman thinks of her and even then it really seemed like a full out list not just a Batman list then it kind of ties in like it's more of a Batman list because she says I gotta get to the end doesn't matter really what he says about me because we have a good relationship I may not check it I might you go back and forth for that that's the only reason the list was there and it felt weird it felt so weird and it's a non-ending where you don't get the answer about what's inside the list because We don't, you know, Batman loves her. Catwoman number 24, written by Sean Murphy and Blake Northcott. Art by Cian Torme, FCO Placenti, and Tom Napolitano. After the setup of the first issue of this arc, I was hoping that Murphy and Northcott would keep things simple and give us a good Catwoman story where she saves the poor, takes down Snowflame, and walks around rich, and maybe a twist thrown in for good measure. We kind of get that, but it's a rush to the end with supernatural nonsense, meaningless fights, and a Selena who seems too unsure for herself to fully enjoy. In the though the bad guys and gals get theirs and thank god that kid decided to bend it like beckham or the ending wouldn't have been so happy <laughs> she ends up leaving the diamond Don't, in the woods like this worst idea ever i'm telling you like is, is she the truth seer where she could see the future because the idea that we have this village that has been plagued by just awfulness that snowflake came in where he came in and said look i'm going to make you prosperous we'll do all this thing and all you got to do is turn in your guns because we can't have crime here i'm like they, they agreed. Okay, we'll do this. And now that you gave me all your weapons, I'm going to subjugate you and you're going to make all my chemicals I want in your shitty little village. Now we have a problem here. But the idea, we get rid of Snowflame by the end. And Selena, what's the help not? Here's a big-ass diamond. I'm going to leave it in an overgrown field over there to the east of your village. Hopefully you find it one day. Hopefully somebody misses the goal playing soccer and then you end up finding it. And specifically... Angelica, the girl she's dealing with. And so this is the thing where it's funny because when Snowflame first showed up, when he ended up getting killed, then you ended up having the heroes like, eh, we're going to leave you to the mansion. I said right away, they're just going back to the coke. (laughs) They're they're not healed or anything. But with this, you you have these people and now you just have a little girl with a diamond. I just, it's so silly by the end. And even with the idea of Snowflame, he ends up, you know, having cod pieces canon that's fun enough the cod piece canon's fun yeah but you don't get i i needed to have you know cocaine's my god i guess you're not allowed to do that anymore you're not even really allowed to have him sniff the coke oh, on screen no. and i wanted to see that i want him to come up coke just all over his face getting all crazy like but yeah you end up having just a very basic 
issue that ends up, like you said, we were wondering, we were debating, is it going to be the diamond, the list? I said, I think it's going to be something completely different. We're going to have it. Cod Piece Cannon. She, she was there. That'd be funny if she was just there for that because Cod Piece paid her. But you also, at the end, they don't know if I'm a villain or we know this. It ends up being very generic by the end. And it's a Selena that seems unsure of herself that threw me off because she really never is. But yet she is, oh, I wonder what Batman thinks of me. I have to steal. Oh, my God, I could do. And I'm like, no, 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 that's nonsense. But I also would have liked the idea where you have them like putting up statues of Catwoman on on the, you know, on the island now. And she's like, I'm not down with that. But you don't get much of anything except that at the beginning, she's there. You have Angelica, the girl that we've been tied into this whole deal. Say, you know, what were you doing? Why are you here on the island? I thought you were here to help us, but it turns out you're a bad guy. Just like him. Look, I'm not here to help anybody. I'm just here as a thief. Well, check this out. You're not going to be able to do anything because that spear I chucked at you last issue, that had poison on it. So now you're going to have to freaking sit here and actually have your mind read by this giant panther. Is this true? It turns out it's true. Thankfully, from all the concoctions that we're making in my village for the drugs for Snowflame, we have come up with a way to purge everybody's system of drugs. Here, so have some of this. You're good now because the Black Panther said that you are good. Yeah, that's basically what happens. And even the idea... Why were you here? Well, I I was just going to steal a diamond. Well, I saw you get off that plane, rich lady. Why do you need to steal a diamond? And this is, again, where I didn't like the Selena saying, well, you know, we're all good at something. And I feel like, you know, people aren't looking at me the way they and I got to do what I do right. And all these things, I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't mind the idea of Selena thinking herself, look, I've been out of the game a while. People are talking shit about my cat burglar skills. I'm going to get back. Yeah, she hasn't really been a way. I just wanted her to say, well, I came because Snowflame's a piece of shit. And I figured that I'd come and steal some stuff from him and maybe use it for good, whatever. But now she's there and they go back to the village. And yeah, you're going to have Selena, you know, kind of fall in love with the the workers. You have the kids, they're petting that giant. The panther gets bigger each time that thing hits the (laughs) the panel. I mean, it is humongous. And just the idea that it reads her mind. And if she is not telling the truth, it will eat her. And I'm just like, no, you're just getting too far off. You're getting too far off from a Catwoman who I like to have be almost like a street level deal. She's on this island. Yes, I like that she's helping. If you want to remove the hero aspect and just make her the anti-hero that we all know and love where she does want to get back to the game. I just think this auction would be so much fun to be dealing with more of here than just like, you know. Yeah, the auction's a fun deal. Well, we like the people that we have here, the stuff that you could do, even the idea if you want to play it like at Ocean's Eleven, where we can see the ideas of how she's going to get in, well, that place seemed the like what they were setting up. Stuff. But that's all pushed aside to say, yeah, she did that. Well, just imagine you ended up having the setup before. The whole setup was, oh, Selena, you're here to steal that diamond, but you can't because they have all of these security measures. By the way, the list, the list, that's where all of a sudden she realizes, okay, well, that's interesting too. But you have to go through this. There's lasers. There's fish with lasers on their lasers. You'll never... All it takes is for her to cut the power. That's all that. That's where I was out with the whole deal. It's oceans a half. I mean, really, the whole deal is cut the power. It's funny though that we cut the power. It's like die hard, reason, you know, in a simpler way. I, for some reason, though, Snowflame's personal PC still has power to freaking turn on and her get the list from it and well, download it. Though, well, you know, that's on a different breaker. 
Eric is what, yeah, and even then, but yeah, you have it. But the lights are out. (laughs) I wanted to have a cool Ocean's Eleven type deal. That's what would be the greatest thing. It seemed like a lot of fun. And we would see Catwoman where she did find out about stuff, uh, you know, from everybody. Got a little info. She's talking to Snowflake. She's talking to Tamara. You're going through all this thing. Even the villagers, okay, I'm going to get this info. And then we see that all along she was scoping out the place. There was a couple times where we really liked Catwoman where it was explained. I think it was the New 52 at the beginning where she explains that every time she goes into a room, even when she's not stealing things, she thinks about how she could steal things. Like, this oh, yeah. is how her mind's set up. That's what I would She's have loved to have everything, seen. everything all the yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. And I would have loved to have seen that. It's just cut the power and come with a huge panther. That really solves all the problems. <laughs> the and I, end. If I could cut the power and add a huge panther, I could get away with a lot of things, too. And it is set up to, okay, she takes down everything. Even at the point where you have, where's my guards? I think this might be their hand. I mean, this kiss, he's going to town, or she is. She's eating all of these guards and things like that. To just have Snowflame. All right, well, I guess I better do some blow and go. And I love the idea that when he does yell, you're about to feel the heat of Snowflame, you get the day glow. I mean, it's so 80s-like when this happens. I love it. Snowflame totally comes together here. And it's a great moment where you have the classic ridiculous-looking Snowflame after doing a bump right here. He has become the supervillain Snowflame. (laughs) It's great. And we do get this. It does add on to his character because you and I were talking before how – does he have the power to you know, give you a contact high, or was that just the freaking Floronic Man because of what he is? As we see here, no, Catwoman gets a contact high from the Snow Flames. I'm like, okay, that is dispelled. We can move on from this whole personal little canon that we have. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that, though, it's just – and I do like the idea of, you know, she has the antidote. And then she blows it on him and he's like, oh, you think you're the stupid, you know, the the jungle rats antidote's going to help you. Like, no, no, no. I did it at you. And then he just says, well, I still have some pretty good powers. They just fight. And then it takes again. It takes Angelica to show up with a spear again and spear him. I'm like. You didn't even play out your like scene. Like Catwoman right. isn't enough to really be put over here because she can't do it alone on her own here. So we have Angelica show up, take him down with a spear, just for him to be left there, incapacitated for the big Black Panther to show up and finish the job. I'm like, you didn't really put Catwoman over here like and, you should. Yes, and that's the problem I have with the whole deal. Also, you do get a little subtle deal with a piece of shit Snowflame. Wait, baby, come back. I can change. Give me another chance. I can change. And you see that. Yeah, old Panther, he ain't listen. She ain't listening to that. He's lying, of course. She's got, and, the, she's got the green eyes going on, you know, and that the truth of Ray's yep. going on from the Black Panther. No, oh, no, this ain't going to work done. out for and you. And you, you assume that he's been eaten, but in 20 years, if they want to bring him back, they can. But and that's the best part, because it. we assume for the last 30 years that he died in freaking the other, like, you know, the other book. So it's like, we have Snowflame 35 years later. Turns out he survived that. 35 years from now, Snowflame, he can come back. It's fine. And it works out well because this is what Snowflame does now for the way his continuity works. Yeah. And also- He gets away. He has this list that he's auctioning off, but it just seems to be on his personal PC that you can download the stuff. But even then, you have where- Where's the fun of the codpiece cannon? He yells it. He has it. Even at the one point where you end up having Killer Croc, I'm swimming back to Gotham. This is bullshit. But that's the fun I wanted. I wanted more of that stuff where you Even end Professor up. Pigby just there. imagine that. What's he want? Yeah. And and so you ended up in the first issue having Snowflame. Hilarious, right? We, we thought it was hilarious. The codpiece cannon. Oh, hilarious. 
Where's the other stuff? I needed him to have an arsenal of the most ridiculous things that you've already set that humor. Have more and more as Selena's trying to get to him, and he just has every wacko thing going on to have some fun. And by the end, it didn't even feel like any bit of fun until you do get full out Snowflame that I did like. But even then, it's just, it's not that And by fun. the time you get that, it's pretty much and over. The, yeah, it's over. With. And the story itself just never came to fruition here. And, and what I thought we were going to get and what we hope, you were right. This wasn't that great. I was really counting on this being a really good two-part story. And you really get to a point where, up, oh, we got to finish. So let's finish it with Big Panthers eating people and, you know, a paralytic spear again. Well, you do end up having like an afterward there where you end up having misquotes courts go and have this is the weirdest thing too where you have a guy come to appraise a diamond and then he says how much did you pay for it she doesn't want to tell him it's such a weird aside but you end up well let me look uh 400 400 million all right no No, dollars. it's a big zircon you know a cubic zirconium but it's also been etched and you look and it says hope this makes for a good vlog torkelson cheerio and that's okay like That's, even you know, getting one over on her here is like we just met this character, so like it doesn't have the impact. And because even when we had the like the little back and forth between Catwoman and her last issue, it wasn't all that much. No, and even in this, you have a little bit before where Miss Court says to Snowflame, "Oh man, I won the diamond, but Selena isn't here. Catwoman isn't here, and I wanted to shove it in her face, in her soon-to-be Botox face." Because even Snowflame comes, "What's up, baby? Why aren't you partying?" <laughs> ah, I'm just down. Selena wasn't oh, here to Snowflame. see it. I was going to have card. it on. Oh, come on, baby, come on and party. And there was a good line. Well, you dig it the most. I do like the one line where you have Selena, where you end up having this little angelic say here take this why does everybody want to give me drugs do i look like a drug addict who likes to party kind of kind of like that like, I'm like there yeah, are I some little bits here i even like the idea where she but says the little bits don't make a no good story. they don't you have selena in the village you know Correa's village and the mother angelica's mother comes and says Listen. you know hey what's going on here you know, hey, uh, oh, you got to help us fight. No, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. This is Selena saying. And then you have her mother. No, no, no. Listen, we're all a bunch of different things. I'm a scientist. I'm a mother. I'm a cook. I, you know, you have to do what you got to do. I'm not a warrior, but You're I have to be. You're stretching yourself a little thin now. I, I know she really is. But uh, I don't mind that along the lines of let's get through this two I issues. Got two things. I'm a podcaster and a lazy SOB. That's right. I'm just done one, a lazy SOB. And uh, that happens to hit record occasionally. But you end up with this where. I hate I, those occasions I, you I, don't. I know. I want to have the idea where Selena learns something or we learned something about Selena, but we didn't. It ends up being very generic surface level. And then at the end, she's like, huh. So I have this list and it is the Wayne Foundation. This is a Batman list through and through. Now I just thought it was the just yeah. thing that they do, but I it's didn't a really get that impression last yeah, issue. And now it's a Wayne foundation thing. If Batman gets killed, you know, goes down, this goes to the police, whatever. And I wonder if I should look what he has in on me. And this is what you ended up having court say at the one point, Hey, the last one's a doozy. Well, how do you know? You know, with this. Well, but she looked at the program. The last thing is, Selena, she's going to search. And I know I, you know, it doesn't matter because me and them have a new relationship. This could be old info. And you just get this whole idea. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't ruin Come things Come on, Calum. Get your ass to the cool room. Yeah, really? That's all I need? You're cool enough. Get to the cool room, baby. Take Snowflame. They'll party it up. Everybody will be dancing it up then. But yeah, Surprise, overall, Nobody brought Snowflame to the cool really, room. We're locked I mean, up for it, a while. It'd be, a lot, it'd be a lot cooler. 
cooler if you did, Eric, is what I say. Good days to confuse. But with this whole deal, it did upset me. It upset me because you were right, Eric. This wasn't going to turn out think. well. No, it is not. But yeah, what would you give this? I didn't have given this a 5.8 out of 10. Well, I did think that the art was pretty good all the way through. It's just the story kind of went all over the place to get to a rushed ending where all the cool aspects of what we thought we were going to deal with were just left on the table. Just, you know, and I'm like, like, were we here for the diamond or the goddamn list? Is that a consolation prize? Did, and she decided to live. I'm like, I don't know what she wanted to do besides for show a cocaine fueled supervillain. At the beginning, she says that she was here for the, the diamond and that was looked at through kissing the Black Panther as the truth. So I'm assuming that that was definitely the thing. She was always there for the diamond. The list came up when court was talking to her. This intrigued yeah, her. She why wanted to the get list it. After all this, I know we got to take you, down Snowflake and free the village. There, like- it was only there to force the issue of her finding out what Batman thought of her, and then we have to think at the end: Oh, did she look or didn't she? And that's all it was. It was just that force bit at the end to say. And and through that, you get a whole page of her Come sitting. On, baby, up, he was going to marry. Am you. I going to delete it or I'm going to go? And and says the Tambor Courts of the world will always be those ready to tear others down with their words, but. It doesn't matter what Batman thinks of me, or does it? But it doesn't. Yes, it does. And I just, it just expected there to be a lot more fun out of this two-issue arc because of what we got last issue. I didn't think it was going to go anyplace spectacular for the story, but I at least expected it to come together and be fun. I like the combo, like, the first you, issue of Selina and Catwoman. You have some moments here that you can laugh at, but overall, I want a good Catwoman story. I don't think this really did much for the character overall. Yeah, I give it a seven on the side. I'm going down to a six five. I still like it more than you. I still like those moments, but... You know, it just ended up being very, not even convoluted. It's just like everything was heaped together in a mess and just thrown at you to end it. And that really did upset me. And then the idea that Selena's that dumb to leave a diamond in the middle of the jungle, hoping that somebody <laughs> finds it ever. with a note. Do you think that somebody's going to find this diamond that may be worth $400 million? Uh, I, I, I just want to think, though, that everybody in the village, maybe they're all good people. I doubt it just because I'm a cynic about these things. What if, what if the one piece of shit in town the in the village like shit happens, like, You're going to have 30 right. years from now Snowflame 2. He's going to then for myself. It. I'm leaving Iowa, Nevada, and I am freaking millionaire now. Yeah, done. Screw yeah. you, people. He's flipping them off on the freaking boat he just bought. Dear Angelica, yeah, we'll scratch that out and put Jim there, and it's yeah. all mine. Like I said, if that guy didn't bend it like Beckham, eh, no shit. That, that whole island would be done, but now they're millionaires. But we're going to move on to the next book. Which Eddie. I am still the only review for this week. Really? That's crazy. That Check is it this crazy. morning because I know it's been going on. I'm like, nah, usually at this point, people have got on the trolley, even for the books that are left behind. But I am still the only reviewer for Metal Men number nine, written by Dan DeDeo and Shane Davis with art by Shane Davis, Jason Wright, and Travis Lanham. The Metal Men have finally made a decision about what they want to do with their new life. And that decision is getting back to basics and kicking the shit out of chemo, but in a hilarious way because they come up with the simplest thing that they could have done and should have done to stop chemo, the chemo creature years ago. As for gold, though, and platinum in the Nth Metal Man, our sentient Metal Man from the Dark Multiverse plans on closing the portal that brought him here, but is distracted in doing so by the Phantom Stranger. Yes. Do you think something? It's weird. I just looked. 
There are no reviews. There's no People user reviews. People have given up on Metal Men completely, and it's sitting here as my favorite book that DC's putting out. Here's the deal. We'll, we'll go a little beyond that. There is a deal that we usually don't talk about, but Shane Davis is 100% comics gate. I know that some people are against it and refuse to review books like that uh, with that stuff involved. But we're just reading books and I'm reviewing them there. that come I, out. I, and- I, I don't know what your intention was, but on the Slack this morning that we have for all our patrons, you put up hashtag comics great. And the thing is, I'm like, that might be the best thing ever where people do hashtag comics gate or whatever they want to do for their own individual deal for anti or for. I'm like, you and I, we're always just sitting here in the middle thinking to ourselves, we just want good comics is what we want. And like, we don't have an agenda going forward. I'm like, that hashtag comics great might be the best thing ever. Are you aware? Because <laughs> some people are like, really? He doesn't know? I actually, every other week, have a show that's the no, Comics no, I, Great I, show I know, on I, our I, regular I, feed. I know that you do that, yeah. but the, when I saw this hashtag oh, Comics Great hashtag. in response, and I thought to myself, because I thought usually, maybe I didn't tell you. I, no, no, when, I, I've seen it go out. It's just when I see when like you know people are talking comics on Twitter and different things, when they do hashtag Comics Gate or stuff like that, I'm like, Hashtag comics great instead of so comics So you're actually gate. saying that you really like something that I did. Eric. Yeah. That's very well, nice. No, no, no. And for a different reason. It's something that I saw that I've made up my own at this point. So I'm like, this could be the greatest thing ever for people who don't want to be involved in comics gate or anti-comics gate Again, or anything like that. Here's here's the deal. <laughs> if you listen to that, sh- that's what it oh, is. I, I, I know you do it. I don't know what the I, hell you're no, doing I'm on saying there. I 100% spelled it out that that's okay. what that hashtag is for. It's the people who are sick of that Damn fight it. in general. And we end up just like in comics and it was the thing where again in a roundabout deal this week is going to be another one of those shows where i end up at the beginning explaining myself where it is the hashtag for people who are sick of either right. side of the fight so and you just are on the trolley and i had no I idea am on the trolley and the idea that me and you are trying to review books that were being honest with them but not always liking them i wanted to have a show now and again to remind everybody why we love comics and that they are great now the reason why i put that in the slack is because tom felrath ended up talking about some comics he read or read and he said you know what reading these ended up reminding me that comics are great so i'm like i'm gonna use the hashtag and that's all that that whole deal is about it's not the stuff from this week that I liked. It's actually comics to remind us, you know, why we like these things. Because so people- I don't care about creators' beliefs, politics, or anything like that. I don't. Look, if we didn't talk about the credits for the most part for yeah, this show, and I was just know. reading, I wouldn't look at the credits for the most part. I'm looking for a good book, and what I get out of this host, Metal Men, it's good writing and great art, and it's the best book that DC's putting out. Shane Davis, he might be doing stuff that I don't agree with, but I don't care about Shane Davis. I care about the Metal Men. Yeah, and that's what the whole deal is, and that's what I like the idea of. You know, we're we're reading this book and reviewing it. It's a really, really good book. Dan DiDio, uh, people are against him as well. But the idea that, and even with that, the idea that the artist, he might be a piece of crap, right? But he's he's doing the art. The story's by Dan DiDio. And, you know, I'm enjoying the story. And we're getting a team that we usually don't get. You even have Dan DiDio throwing things out there like, we should wear our masks. (laughs) They do help, things like that. And so you're going with this deal. I just want a good story. And I love talking Metal Men with you because it's not Thing thing too, I love. where we had Phantom Stranger show up in Wonder Woman recently, and it felt weird because it was forced in there where, like, you know, Phantom Stranger is doing things that he doesn't normally do. When we have him show up here, and all he is, you know, quintessence aside from leading into death metal and stuff like that with the Justice League was dealing with, you know, what he's a part of, he could still be doing this, but he's got other shit going on. He shows up here, and all he does is talk to the Nth Metal Man 
to a point where he just buys some time and distracts the guy for the freaking things to fall through the way that the presence would instruct the Phantom Stranger to do for the fate of the universe. I'm like, this is the Phantom Stranger. He doesn't usually go and get his hands dirty. He has other people go and do what needs to be done. Him showing up here, I'm like, this is great. And it's the Phantom Stranger that I want to see that was recreated for the New 52. And with and, him, yeah, with him and, talking about all this stuff, do you think this was what Dan DiDio was talking about, where the 5G hints and I things? I really don't. <laughs> it seems like maybe it is. Because, because the thing is, I just don't want to deal with the dark multiverse being a part of 5G and anything that would have been like going leading into that. So I'm like, I don't know what his plans were leading in the 5G and how this book was supposed to be the biggest thing going into it. All the clues and hints are coming down through this book. I haven't seen it myself. We're not going to get it overall, so it doesn't really matter to me. But from what we get here, I just can't see how that would lead into what we'd be dealing with I don't with know. 5G. Just the idea of you know things change. I, I don't know. But it, I keep looking, and that's the only thing that I can really go. But with this, the it's idea- funny too, Like with Phantom Stranger showing up here for where he was in Wonder Woman recently during Steve Orlando's run- it actually made me think again, like Wonder Woman in that annual, we didn't talk about it, where she's fighting the dark fates and talks about, you think you're bad? I've taken on the presence. And like one, I'm like, eh, have you, did you really? Did, did you, you really? Did you Wonder Woman? But yeah, he shows up. He bit, does Diana. show up here pretty much out of nowhere like that Wonder Woman. But with that, yeah, the, the idea of the nth metal man and he's being threatened by the Phantom Stranger and what he's doing with having, you know, gold and Tina, all these things, that's fine. I really, really like the fight with Kemo. And I love the idea that having the metal men have their own sentience has allowed them to think a little ahead and think of things that they have they had problems with. They are a cohesive with. group right now. They end up figuring out how to face Kemo. And they, it's they, awesome. Not only are they working together better than you've ever seen them at this point, you know, taking on Kemo, but before they even show up to the fight when Will Magnus said the metal man was going around trying to do it, they actually stuck back in the Magnus's lab and thought to themselves, holy shit. How have we been dummies all this time? Because the idea that the original chemo plastic that until like, you know, chemo like, was just a sentient thing. Like you had a plastic casing that the scientists just kept pouring chemicals in until it was brought to life and became chemo. Dr. Magnus, you know, Will Magnus, he still has an original plastic casing. Let's just coat ourselves with that polymer and then take it off. Cause you know, all chemo has essentially besides for size, he's going to spit some shit on you. That's going to melt you. You take that out of the equation. He ain't nothing. Oh, it's awesome. And and the thing I like about it, even with that, you ended up having the it's metal mammals. There down. It is a little sad, but I also like the idea that it gives you that, you know, early cliffhanger it's not a cliffhanger but you end up seeing the metal man getting just obliterated but they're not and that allows magnus to then whoa is me i love those metal men i mean everything that went down no, doc, we're good. they're my favorites and then they're there and then they're like no 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 we're fine it's nice to hear doc but we're fine and then you think he gets mad because they're like no 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 we figured out with the plastic we we coated ourselves and he's like you, you tried to make me look bad. and then they're like oh my you're mad and he's like no 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 I'm just upset I didn't think of that myself earlier, See, and it right all comes now, around. The Will Magnus character is the worst part of this book because we set up something really fucked up in that first issue for what we're going to deal with with Will Magnus, the idea that he has a secret where he is unhinged. And he's been unhinged ever since like you know the mid-2000s where they wouldn't have that character change where he's schizophrenic and became evil and stuff like that. But – he, the way they presented him here, it's like we're going to see a new Will Magnus, like, you know, talking to that little non robot thing that he made, the Mr. Nobody that he was like pretty much his therapist that he would just talk to about the secrets he's had. Yes, he, he didn't create sentience with his responsometers, and it's a big lie that he's been keeping secret all this time. But beyond that, and like the mental illness, we have not dealt with it all in this whole thing. So I'm like, we should really, like, I want to know the mystery of the nth metal man, which we do move along a little bit here. The idea that he's escaping the dark multiverse, people are going to come after him, and it actually has all to do with platinum and stuff like that. 
we are getting hints and clues to get to our, you know, big 12 issue finale where everything's going to be revealed and we're going to know what's going on with the metal men. But I wish that we would deal more with Will Magnus and what we had set up for that amazing first issue that got us all in the motion here. Yeah, yeah. And with that, I think that what you really dealt with in this with Will, instead of being the whole schizophrenic deal and the real mental illness, they seem to just want to make him be a guy with an anger issue, you know, because we even dealt with that. You mean my anger was all from him, all that. And you do have him like, he's so happy. And then he sees his pipe broken. <laughs> he goes really upset. And I'm like, is Eyes that and lows. Where, I thought, is that where you're pushing it? Is that the unhinged Will Magnus? Because that might not be enough, you know, with the idea what like you maybe i just looked, maybe i looked into it more than I, they actually intended where the idea was the secret was where you know the response armors they ain't really shit the, we, the metal men are still just robots and they keep dying and i just keep replacing their bodies and stuff like that and redoing stuff like where he has a whole room of dead metal men you know where the response have been destroyed or whatever and i'm thinking to myself is that just the big dark secret i thought we were gonna move, get more yeah, than I think that, that, like that the was the dark secret it. i mean the dark secret also being the I'm just based on his anger. I'm yeah, just based on his really impulses. Yeah, and they're based on really one-dimensional things, which is kind of a little bit of a clever way to kind of say, yeah, these metal men before they are kind of like that. But when you see <laughs> them, they're not. They they making tools now, Eric. They're working. I love they're working together and they're happy about it. And then Will himself is impressed love. by them. He's impressed to the, get the idea. Yeah, where's Golden Tina? Where, where are they? We got to go, you know, we got to go save them and things like that while you end up having the Synth Metal Men involved with Phantom Stranger basically saying, you kind of screw them with things you shouldn't, you end up. And he even shows, you know, a little bit of a vision of the things that had attacked before Camo. And you you ended up even at the beginning like, that seemed weird, but it well, has yeah, worked well, The whole out. idea where the Nth Metal Man has been setting up, like he's given Camo sentience to be in the background, the Missile Men, you know, like uh, coming in for Platinum stuff. Like that, does, that feels like a little bit weird because that does feel like a, more of a response to like Platinum going missing instead of the Nth Metal Man. But and also the idea that we had the Devil Ray show up, which came out of the Black Mult the Black Mult the Dark Multiverse through that nth metal portal. I'm like, yes, I can kind of see that, but I just like, yo, know, he's a psychic metal. He is making things happen just by being here, which is Phantom Stranger's biggest deal. Like you being here is gonna unravel a lot of shit just from this the psychic metal of nth metal and like you being from the dark and this being the light. It's gonna screw up everything. I need you to freaking get the hell out of here, is what I need. So I just wanted a little bit more. Like, you need to tie things in, which is great when you can do that. But when I'm sitting here about it, I'm like, yeah, the devil, right? Maybe. Okay. But, like, you know, the, the missile men. Well, I don't know. If like that you was said, really that seemed him. like a response, but maybe it was one of those response from something that he did set up the idea and they don't have that. He does mention it. But with that, you have Devil Ray. That seemed to be the way, OK, I'm going to get in on their in and that that's true. And Kemo in. But even so with that, I don't mind it. And the idea that the dark, dark multiverse metal men are coming, they seem a little ridiculous and things like that. But they want Tina. But then you just finish the chemo fight and they want to go off to find you know what is the nth metal man up to and it, it is a nice cliffhanger to go and i did my main thing of this was just the metal men coming together as a team using this new sentience to actually figure out a plan doing things and even having nice moments with will uh, to get back on board. I mean, the, the metal mammals, they're done. <laughs> they're, they're completely done. They're done. done. And so now we're back. Side, yeah, it was. But I, I do like seeing 
the team fight. You have the masks, and I'm. It gonna is going to be a weird thing though, because for whatever world the nth metal man comes from in the dark multiverse, it does seem like he, he doesn't want to go back to it. You know, he sees this shit. It is going to be a problem. Like I'm, I'm thinking. I just want to say it is because of the the psychic metal substance. Because like we got a bunch of dark multiverse shit going on here. Like it doesn't seem to be that big of a problem. Like where's the presence jumping in right now? Maybe because the Batman who last is kidnapped Phantom Stranger, so he can't have his advocate go out there and do everything. But it just seems like a weird idea that this is the biggest deal right now. It's like that nth metal man. He's going to cause some problems. And the idea that wherever he's from. He don't like it there. He wants to stay. He's going to shut this portal down. It sucks He's never in the going dark multiverse. He wants to but be there. Even the whole thing is that leading him here. It seems that maybe Platinum is the creator of the nth me- or the, the metal man of the dark multiverse. Because even when we have the dark multiverse metal men coming out, we're here for the creator. I'm like, uh, you were pushing that whole Platinum thing pretty hard. So it seems like that's where we might be going. And that's with the it. thing. We're here for the creator, and then the nth metal man says they don't want me. They want Tina. I mean, that's what it seems to be. And so with that, you do but end up with a weird, weird idea, deal. though, because like. We're here for the creator, right? You know, obviously a lot of the time, most times in the multiverse, you have Will Magnus as the creator of the Metal Man. We're here for the creator. I'm like, this platinum did not create your ass. Oh, you know, maybe she did from her goddamn nightmares. Yeah, yeah, that might be I didn't even deal. think about the stupid yeah. dark multiverse It's the angle. dark multiverse. But do robots dream of electric sheep, Eric? I don't know. No, I mean, dream of evil metal if man, they actually came out electric sheep? That'd be pretty funny. Be funny but so. also, you end up having Kemo get, uh, you know... Get destroyed this deal and all the shit is going down and they're like eh this will clean up the new york yeah. stores i'm like i don't think so i think there's gonna be troubles but Look, we'll see all i know about the new york sewers besides that there might be alligators down there is from what i saw in friday the 13th part eight jason takes manhattan where i was told in that movie that every night after midnight the sewers flush with toxic waste well there you go it must is, be midnight you, you mean to tell me that's not true no and also the only thing i know is i saw pizza rat true, jason pizza rat was taking his pizza pizza down there that was true and i like that pizza rat i like the cut of his jib but what would you give you just wanted some pizza didn't you i want to share it with him <laughs> me and pizza rat that's all i need share a little pizza you know he'd probably just give me the crust like an asshole that's the asshole move hey can i split the pizza yeah just rips off the crust just- and gives it to me i hate you pizza rat is what i'd say but what there would you are give aspects this? to this book that I, I want to see more of or have things explained a little better. I love it overall. But the thing is, even when you get to the end where you have the portal to the dark multiverse through this pool of nth metal inside Challenger's Mountain, I'm thinking to myself this entire time as well. I'm like, you know, I remember when that dark multiverse getting there and opening doors used to be a big goddamn deal. You had to go through a lot in order for that to happen. Now we just got a fucking pool of nth metal. Here's a portal. Or whatever the – or even the Batman laughs. Whatever he's doing to bring out all these other be- evil Batman, I'm like – it used to be a really big deal at one point, but no, it's, I would give this an eight out of 10 overall. The story did slow down a little bit to me because so like, I want to see more, but we are getting dribs and drabs of the mystery being revealed to us, which I do get excited for the, the whole thing. Like you want nth metal man and you want to know what he's up to. But when you have the metal man get together as, you know, smarty pants metal man, take it on camo. I'm like, you know, I can kind of deal with this, too. This is a lot of fun here. So I'm having a really great time still with this book, and I can't wait to get more. Yeah, I'm with you. Eight out of ten. I really like it. I like what we're getting. I like the whole deal. And, and again, I'm not a Metal Men fan. I make fun of you for now being you a Metal Men fan. And yet I'm allowed – or allowed. I'm allowed to <laughs> Thank talk God to you're you. Allowed. I, I'm having fun talking to you about it. I like when this book comes out because it's something where you get very – 
happy about it. You get very enthusiastic. I get animated. And I end up that wears off on me. And uh, I Look, enjoy it's it. It's not just me, Jim. The thing is, it's just a good ass book. Damn right. And with that, too, you Look, do. I'm going to get animated talking about Nightwing in a little bit. I don't think that's going to make a smile come to your face. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> going to. And we're going to be talking about that now because, yeah, I'll go eight out of 10 for Metal Men. I ain't going no eight out of 10 for any Nightwing here because it is Nightwing number 73. Still fun book. Written by, I think it's terrible. I think it is awful. <laughs> written by Dan Jurgens, art by Ryan Benjamin, Richard Friend, Rain Barreto, and N World Designs. It's Fight Night in Gotham, and that means Dicky Boy versus Batgirl. Thunderdome, bitches. Yep, Dan Jurgens found a name way worse than Rick, but also writes a tie-in issue to Joker War that doesn't jive at all with Batgirl, but who is really to blame anybody? Who's to That's blame? Batgirl's problem. Who's to blame? I, I'm, blaming, I'm blaming Batgirl at this point because Nightwing came out beforehand. No, it, it did not. We saw Joker hiding behind the door, I think, in Batgirl before any of this other nonsense. Yes, I uh, like seeing wow, that was a cliff. I like seeing Jason Todd and Tim Drake show up at the end, but overall, this issue and some of the other times seem to be just thrown together to have Joker War stamp on the cover without any care given to how it fits into the grand scheme of things. I think this issue is ridiculous. The idea where you had tried to convince me that we're going to get a huge book. Oh my God, it's going to be the the son of Joker to just have fight night also you end up having the big plan that is revealed in this that actually seems as if it's all punchline and not joker at all joker seems to not even be involved or even know what's well, we going kinda, on we kind of had that going on in batman where he is digging the high life and not really dealing with what's going on, but on the with this level the stuff. high life is just watching a fight club where is everybody else where is the idea that nobody in this crowd even realizes or is going to acknowledge that that is a nightwing or anybody else that maybe was, oh man, that guy was with Batman before and now he's not, just to have, you know, Dick Grayson have these false memories, even though before those memories were mixed with the Batman memories, those are out completely now. Oh yeah, we, we totally no. crystalled this yeah, well, one up. We didn't at first. All you got rid of was the Court of the Owls stuffed in, so now it's, everything's gone, and it's just, oh, Joker ended up, you know, raising me, but the idea that nobody else around this even has any inkling that anything's different, or what this fight night seems to be just out of the blue, where you're gonna have Barbara start off, and really, this is more... In my mind, a Barbara issue, the way she's it dealing with like stuff. That, and she, yeah, she's like, ah, why is he? De-? She ends up going I, I against like her herself here right than away. I in the Batgirl book, though. Yeah, well, I do too. But she's like, Dick Grayson, he's the one who did this, turned on me, knocked me out, clearly not himself. As close as we are, how could he do this? You Must know how crystal. he could do this. Seriously. Plus this idea that the crystal didn't work. We crashed it. Uh, he's front and center. You have the Joker running around. That crystal is shining till uh, you know, eight streets away. But yeah. Oh, we yeah. talked about that before, though, where he had made like a f- false crystal to go and show the destruction of it when he talked about it and stuff like oh, that. I know. So we I'm talked saying about what Batgirl's saying, I don't understand. Uh, why is he doing this to me? Now, it's pretty much, you know, you're past that, Batgirl. You know why he's doing this. You know he's Dicky Boy now, but yet you have this stupid narration it, it, at the it, beginning. That is, that is the worst bit of the book, calling uh, him Dicky Boy. As but close as we are, how could he do this to me? She says, we know this. You know why he can do do this and you have to stop it and she's trying to but then she's fooled she's the dumbest person in this where oh my god this I, is I a classic out of trope it. though of people even the idea where like 
let's let's call it a zombie apocalypse moment where somebody is bitten and then turns to a zombie and you try to plead with them like you know no please i don't want to do this you know i, I love you you're we're, we're close something like that it's along the same lines of this whole deal where you don't want to actually have to beat the shit out of dick grayson or hopefully not get the shit beat out of you by dick grayson well, that's the thing with this though this fight Dick, this is just perfect for the Dickie Joker. Dickie Boy versus Batgirl. No, what it is to me is we can't tell any story at all because Dick Grayson is going to enter the Batman book to get his memories back. This seems to be the case. So you can't go any further in this Nightwing book. So you have to waste time. They waste time this whole issue to get to a cliffhanger where you just have fight, fight, fight. Hey, I'm me. Fight, fight, fight. And have Batgirl just saying, I don't understand. We love you. We, we've had this over and over. And then just Joker, yeah, this is great. We're doing this. And then Punchline saying, hey, I'm going to go off and blow up the Pennyworth you know, hospital. Children's hospital. And, and he's like, oh, what? Mr. Penny? Money? <laughs> yeah. And she goes off to do her thing. I, that, that's one part of this book where they, for some reason, the Joker seemed to forget about Alfred Pennyworth. Like, that, like he knows everybody's identity who's close to Batman, the entire Bat family. And for some reason, it irked me the wrong way. Like when he just like, oh, I forgot all about the butler. That's right. Alfred Pennyworth. I'm like, yeah, he was kind of a big deal, Joker, and like should be a crucial part of hurting Batman in your plan right now. So with this, this whole issue is going, well, you end up finding out by the end that Joker really doesn't want anybody to be killed here anyway, because now he has another plan. But with that, you even have Barbara. Come on, Dick. Everybody loves you. Oh, my God. I just snapped down a bit. Okay. I I love you, too, Barbara. Psych. Attack. And Barbara just jumps over the fence and runs away. And then you end up having Joker. No, no. Let her go. This is part of the plan. You have wasted 20 pages of this book just having nothing. You end up going back and forth. Yes, you see the origin well, that he thinks, this, but you solidify the whole thing. Not even the idea of the memories that the Joker has given him about, you know, his parent, like I'm Dick Grayson. I was a goddamn trapeze artist living in the circus. My parents were drunk pieces of shit. They used to beat me. It was the best day of my life when Joker came to town and murdered their asses and took me under his wing. So, like, this, you have that. You have the backstory of what he believes he is, but the idea that. Going forward, now you solidify where Barbara tries to reach him. Like, Dick, you know this isn't you. And the idea that where he tries to plays it. And like, we do have Dickie Boy. We have the son of Joker, yeah, Joker Jr., whatever anyway, you want to call him. The way they were playing it out. I mean, he was- But now we've, we've gotten rid of the idea. We've gotten rid of the idea, though, that we could just talk our way out of this through, like, you know, mind games. Well, I didn't think that that crystal, we've already set up the crystal. Whatever you say is what happens. You're not going to be able to talk people out of that crystal. Before he had the jumbled memories where he was trying to fight them, but we've never seen anybody talk him out of that. Yeah, you get to see, oh, my parents were drunk. Oh, the bats persecuted us. All that stuff. Still doesn't. I, I want him to say, okay, I get this Joker dick. But I was I called Robin, and then other people there were called Robin too after me that were persecuted. It doesn't make sense, but I don't know if he was called Robin though, because he had a he has, on his chest I, in the memory. Yeah, yeah, it still kind of seems like that outfit, but you're right. It's a With Dickie that Boy costume. Dickie Boy. And you just end up all of this just treading water to get to the end to have the idea where they are going to end up. I don't, mainly because you end up having, hey, Drake, are you there? 
Yes, I am, Jason. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No names. You just called him Drake. I don't care. But he goes what, by Drake. Yeah, I don't care what you go by because he doesn't have his Drake costume on either. But you're already saying his name. So pretty much that is a Brian Michael Bendis threw that out. But I, I wish it would be like, hey, don't, no names. You know, we're in custom. Well, you called me Drake. Well, that's what you go by, asshole. But with that, yeah. you end up having Dick Grayson show up then and end up, oh, it's bad. Now, girl. She's the, crazy. I love the art in this book. But the biggest problem with the art this issue is at the end here when Red Hood shows up. I don't understand what's wrong with Jason's face in this whole thing. Like you're supposed to have the like the mask going up almost like as a sub zero mask for in front of his mouth. He's the way now playing zero, I heard. It's there. And right? the thing is like it's broken apart on the side, and then sometimes like it's just I don't know if it's just a painting thing or if, like they don't know what it, like it's supposed to look like. But when you see his profile on here, I'm like that looks weird as hell, and I don't like it one bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually didn't like the art throughout. There were points when you end up seeing Dick Grayson close up oh, with the, his eyes. I, I, I thought, I, I it's say that, so heavy, Eric. I, the, I say that. The, the worst part about this book, though, like I, for some reason, just completely like uh, lost my train of thought with this whole thing going forward. I forgot about it. The Joker looks awful the entire issue. I don't know why. We, I'm telling you, Batgirl, I think, looks amazing. Nightwing, Batgirl looks pretty looks good. Amazing. I don't like Nightwing. I said the, the side of Red Hood's mouth looks awful, but like for some reason, the entire issue, the Joker just looks off. And I am like, why is this a thing? I think Batgirl and Punchline look okay that the, you know, yeah. the Joker goons do. I don't like the way Nightwing looks. And I don't like, you know, at the end with Red Hood and uh, Tim, but I do like the idea that you're getting the Bat family in, though I wanted them in the main book. That idea where Nightwing comes comes down and like hey you remember us now like yeah i got my memories back oh like uh th- that bat girl though she went and she's against us she's been mind controlled by the joker so we have to work together the idea that he implants himself in the bat family to be a double agent a traitor on like that's oh, okay diabolical yeah but i i still also don't know why jason and tim wouldn't know batgirl enough that they don't even recognize her voice it's just punchline hey guys batgirl here need help and you just go. So I agree. Yeah, that, that's that, a weird that's part where she takes Batgirl's communicator yeah. and tells just them to show up because just, she's in trouble. Yeah. I'm like, I'd at least have yeah. them say like, Hey, what's, like, what's going on? Why do you sound different? Oh, you know, we're breaking up here. <laughs> like something like that. But they just end up going there. And I do like that. You get Jason Todd and Tim Drake. That's awesome. And I do yeah, like the awesome. idea. I just have a feeling that number one, we're not going to be able to do anything in this book. You're going to get to the next issue and they're just going to stop this. Dickie boy is going to run off because you're going to have that happen in the rest. We're not going to have anybody die, obviously, but it's just this tie in just well, ended up wasting that, like, time. We've had Catwoman, shall we? Had Harley Quinn's throat slip. Penguin's yeah, but throat that was slip. in Nobody the main dies book. anymore. I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm just saying in general. Like whether you have, you can have somebody with a grenade strapped to the chest and have it go. They're off. just going to end right, up guys, okay. Good. Well, again, Tom King ends up better. having people shot point blank in the chest, and it just gives them a question mark. Like, Nonsense. Like fatal, like fatal things, like we'd see in this whole thing. They don't seem to matter anymore, no matter where we're at. But I do book. like the plan. By the end, it just at the point it seemed very. Like non set up with you have punchline going off and then things just work out and it kind of but I do like the idea of trying to get Batgirl to look like the bad person to blow up a hospital that then could take out Jason, Tim and Batgirl that you end up having Joker. Yeah, don't go after her now. We can get three for the price of one going on here. That's better. Okay, you're right, daddy. 
okay, Dickie boy. I'm like, Dickie boy. And I, I really think that where you get this is, yeah, Dan Jurgens. he, he, was, like he wasn't involved with Rick. It's not great. I but. hate it. He, he wasn't involved with Rick or anything. I think that he throws Dickie boy in there so that when he does end up being the one, hey, look, everybody, as is my respect, he's Dick Grayson again. The people will be like, oh, thank God he's not Dickie. Oh, my God, you're the greatest. And you're just I gonna think get people back. remember Rick Grayson way more than Dickie boy. Well, I know. But still, you'll be, be the mad one. About it. Uh, I gave it a six out of 10. I'm the lowest. Uh, I'm tied with somebody with the lowest. But uh, six out of 10, the user reviews are five, nine, even lower than me. But I gave it a six out of 10 because of that cliffhanger because of the idea of getting jason and Tim involved background but i have a feeling that it's going to do nothing because you can't yeah, I'm, I'm do anything you, the fight night thing is a little pat at a time but overall where you have to tell the story to make sure that we know that nightwing isn't just going to be snapped out of it in an instant it did its job you could have done that in Batgirl two pages being though. better here than her own book as far as i'm concerned and we have things going on where we have jason todd and we have a red hood show i said jason todd red and uh tim drake show up I like this. And even supplanting himself as part of the family, like I'm like, I, I like where this is going. And I think besides for the Joker and that weird part of Jason Todd's face, I think the art's great here. Yeah, it's okay. Seven out of 10. Yeah, I'm just, uh, like I said, I think it's an extended deal because you can't tell anything. You have to stretch it out. And by the end, you could have told this thing without the fight There's night a bit of stretch. in two days. You could have just had Batgirl run into Dick Grayson in an alleyway, say, Dick, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. And then conquer over the head. <laughs> Dickie boy's in town. You're done. It, it would have taken a page. But you just, I just, it's not Dan Jurgen's fault. I do think all of these tie-ins have been off because you don't know the time frame of them they don't jive because i think that dc themselves and the editors haven't made this a tight story i think that they just do what you want go with it whatever and so yeah people who are reading batgirl are pissed off this isn't from the best people read this will be mad at batgirl and all that sort of thing that we even have problems what we have right now is still tighter than anything that we had during future's end we're pretty much we have a five years from now future where we have like 17 bat books going on during that tie and i'm like Batman is doing everything different, each different one for like everybody's interpreting what five well, years from now means. The one good thing means. about this is, is you don't try to jam Batman into it yet, so that's Agreed. the best part. Though when Fuck, I, you don't even when try I, to jam Batman his own, and book. and it's it's fine because he is drugged out and things I, like I that. I like this better than the Batman book. The right fight now. night seems to be something where you would actually be like, "Hey, everybody, there's some shit going down here," but nobody seems to care except the Joker gang. But we are going to go to the last book which has another Robin in it, and it's garbage, Eric. It is straight-up garbage. Like, when Robbie Thompson came on, I wanted to believe the best. Yes, things came to a conclusion with him co-writing freaking getting done Adam Glass's Gin War arc, and it was just blasted to a conclusion that just kind of ruined everything for me. And I'm like, well, at least when Robbie Thompson gets on, he'll be able to tell his own story. Yeah, no. Something, no. because here we have Teen Titans number 44 written by Robbie Thompson with art by Javier Fernandez. That's, that's another problem with the book, but Marcelo Not Mayall for and some Rob people. Lee. For me and I you, know, yes, right? but, but some people. The Teen Titans are on the hunt for their former leader, Robin, for murdering Brother Blood, but the problem is the majority of the time we see our heroes is just them looking for him while recapping what's been going on until the end, when he shows up out of nowhere, and Batman then makes an appearance for a cliffhanger. There's not much going on here, and when the book actually gets interesting by having all the villains of Damien locked up and mind whammy get together and talk about killing the teen titans it decides to go down the least interesting path possible as it just brings deathstroke in to say you kill him yeah 
I'm like the idea of a Teen Titans Legion of Doom, or just this time it's personal. The Teen Titans took it too far. Black Mask, Joystick, Mammoth, like uh, just all these characters coming together, like this unlikely freaking team to just take on the Teen Titans and make them pay for what they did. Oh my god, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't like the art, but this is great. I can't wait to see this. You know what? It's going to be dangerous. Let's get Deathstroke to do it. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I am so sick of Deathstroke doing this whole thing. Now, the only thing it can possibly do is give us closure to the Red Arrow deal where she still feels guilty about killing Slade and doesn't know he's back to life yet. That's all it's for. I'm telling you, we could do that some other time. If you get this new Teen Titans Legion of Doom gang together, this could have been the coolest thing ever. Go with the whole deal. This book is canceled. It's going to end in November. I'm not even thinking about that. And even with that, though, it, it is one of those... All right, well, we have to make everything clean slate, so let's go and do that. And I think it's a weird deal to get Robbie Thompson on this just to end it like it is. And and with that, like you said, everything just seems – when I'm reading, I'm like, okay, well, you have this going on. Oh, and you even have the idea here where you have – KG Beast. And and at the beginning, I'm like, who is that? Because at the beginning, it looked like a weird look. Like that silhouette at the beginning looked a little thin. And just the art is all over the place. But yeah, you end up having the KG Beast. All right, this up, done. Even the idea of that, it's very forced now that we have to deal with it. But Damien wants revenge for KG Beast shooting Nightwing in the head. We're way past time for that. But yeah, he's pushed in there, forced in there for Damien to have now that he has this heel turn that we know that he killed Brother Blood. He's going to kill fucking everybody. And we got to get KG Beast out of the story immediately. I'm telling you, Kid Flash legitimately grabs a hold of him, runs off. He's gone out of the goddamn book. Now, now we're with just that aside, in a little spoiler, but in the deal, KG Beast will be coming back soon once Dick Grayson gets his memories to go after Dick Grayson. I'm like, hey, why is he even here now? It was stupid. Why is he in Batgirl? Well, that's, why is he yeah. here? You just, why are you doing this? And what you end up doing, like we said, Court of Vows, like we said, the trench earlier, you're just lessening them every well, time he when, shows you know, up. DC was making, like, you know, when DC was on break and, you know, wasn't putting out new books after March for that, like, few months. Yeah, the shutdown. And you and I were doing the classics. We were going back and doing classic DC comics off of different stories. Ten Nights of the Beast, when he was first introduced, he is a pre-Bane band at this point, the biggest badass there is. And the, we even talked about it during that. Like, the problem is, every time KG Beast would show up after us, he would just get watered down more and more until now he's just a goddamn joke in my mind. This was a guy who Batman had to pretty much go against his vow until they retconned it because there was no way to stop him. There was no way he was going to get diplomatic immunity at one point, Eric. But he killed at what the one scene in that Ten Nights the Beast. He kills hundreds of people to kill That's one crazy. guy. One guy. And there he is in an alleyway cowering to Damian Wayne, who's a badass. I don't mind that, but no. just cowering there. And but he's even nothing. after we just got done with him in that, that living gold arc and Batgirl as well, which didn't do anything for the character. I'm like, no. Like, even when Batman fought him in the middle of Siberia and all this other stuff, I'm like, it was it's the weirdest ideas that people have of using KG Beast and anything. Like, Scott Snyder tried to do something cool with the character and make him this badass again when we had all-star Batman. But even that didn't really go as far as you can to really elevate the character Scott to where Snyder he should be. I'll give Scott Snyder some credit there. What he really did was say, listen, there's no KGB. The yeah, Soviet the Union gone, so it's the Beast. He has had to go and just be freelance and go. And that was a cool concept. Then it kind of got wonky. But with that, him going off into the Nightwing book coming up, this is a KGB Beast who people are giving him shade because he was given a contract to kill Nightwing and he didn't. Can't even and when do you that. end up having him come back, he has, I like that 
setup. We'll see if it's watered down and whatever. But this just having him he's there, he's Done. just here as a prop yeah. for Kid Flash to come and grab him so that you don't kill another because you've gone too far. He doesn't. It, it could be anybody. But yet it's a KG beast. Here we go. He's off. And then you just have, like you said, a whole issue with we got to go find Robin. He's gone too far. Oh, my God. What happens? Hey, hey there, Red Arrow. You shouldn't feel bad killing the death strokes and then all of a sudden you see death stroke and i thought right away this is just to reset that so with that conversation where she says i can't get over it I, she'll get over it he's alive and you're just going to reset things but why you have the opportunity somebody has to be able to do a decent enough story here and now we're gonna have to wait till november till it ends with this I mean, this is nothing. And you know at the end they're going to be like, well, you know, I learned my lesson as Damian Wayne, and I think that you guys are A-OK. Maybe we'll get together later. And they, they're just going to go off. Well, but even, even this whole Batman thing, at the end, was, it the, threw the, me the off. The back and forth we have, because we started out in Gotham City, because that's where KGBs was. It's where Damian went to go take them out. So the Teen Titans had to come after him there. Then we have Batman and Mercy Hall in freaking you know New York. We have the rest of the villains in New York doing their like making their own plans. And then Damien kicks the shit out of our heroes. We're trying to stop him. He disappears. Now our heroes, well guys, we got to go find him and take him down because he's he's gone off the deep end. Well, we better go back and just like back to Mercy Hall now because we got KG Beast out of the way and we're just kind of like slowly make. I, I, you don't really get the transition because it really just feels like kind of walking around the streets of Gotham just looking for Damien. We make our way back to Mercy Hall from Gotham to New York City and Manhattan, and Batman's already there because he was going through. It's like. I'm going to investigate because I'm the world's greatest detective. Oh, my God. There's prisons down here. Damien, what have you done? I'm like, even getting Batman to the degree that he is right now, where you want to have this Damien Wayne Batman confrontation because Damien, for the longest time, has been going over the deep off the deep end here. You need to have this confrontation. We've been waiting for it for a long time, but it feels such a slow buildup. Like, even last issue, what it was seems it? seems like? too late. Because it totally seems too late. Because what was the last one where he was just in Damien's bedroom? Yeah. Ran his yeah. finger and saw some of that <laughs> dust. Like, what are you doing, What have you been up son? to, Damien? I better go check out Mercy Hall, which Damien believes you didn't know anything about. That was and the clay that they found with Brother Blood. I, I know. I j but why did we go back to Damien's room in Wayne Manor for this whole thing? I don't understand the stop by for this to happen unless Damien wanted to have more Alfred thinking time and go back to where Alfred died and stuff. But we never got to see that. We just had to, you know, I wanted this to be a way for Al, like, you know, to remember Alfred and show how Damien is hurting. But all we're getting is asshole Damien. Like, maybe next issue, now that Batman is, you know, finally confronting the Teen Titans and his son, we will have this thing. But right now, you just have murderer Damien. He's going to kick the shit out of his own teams. He doesn't give a fuck. He's right. You're wrong. And I'm a piece of shit. I'm like... All right, just character sabotage right here. Yeah, and with that also, when you end up having kind of like the new fearsome five plus one, like you end up having Mammoth Gizmo in these. It's it's a new team, and I get really yes. like you know. But like this and idea that's so of cool. These but you, you don't do, do have, anything. You <laughs> have two members of the Fierce and Five yeah. here with the idea. You have Gizmo and you have Mammoth. It's the Serious Six. It you is also there. have Joystick from the annual that we had with. We have Swerve that we dealt with in the beginning of this whole thing and Black Mask and Adawanapia. We have all of these characters right here. I'm like, 
This is a dynamic it fucking is group. Awesome. I want to see more of these people getting together and doing some shit. Deathstroke, do it for us. Yeah, <sighs> just think of this where you end up having Damien. Yeah, they, they can, the team can yell at Damien all along, and they have. I mean, we can never get past this. I'm almost to the point because I love Damien. I'm almost at the point where, yeah, just put him away because nobody can do anything right with this kid. And you end up having the same thing, especially in Teen Titans. But you end up having one of the coolest things in this issue where – just like his father, he has tried to do something and he has made a awesome team of villains that's going to come back and get them. And now they're just like, going to pass it off the desk. We talk truck. about this. Like when we had Dan Jurgens on, you know, I want to see action comics now. I always forget. Yeah, it was action comics doing the Superman Revenge Squad where you get a bunch of Superman villains together who don't normally work together. And now they're a team just to kick the shit out of some like, this gets me interested. This gets me happy. I want to see where this is going. You have these characters show up. I'm like, Oh my, this could be a lot of fun just to freaking like, you know, pull the rug out from underneath me and just say Deathstroke by him. Like, you broke my heart, Robbie. You broke my heart. This could have been so cool. You end up showing us where you could have had the fireworks factory and then there ain't no fireworks factory. It's done. And it's just, why even put them there? I know, obviously. And this is a very surface level deal. Teen Titans, Deathstroke, Teen Titans, Deathstroke. But we don't need that right now. I like the idea where we have been saying, what has happened with Mammoth? Is he still working at the carnival? (laughs) No, he isn't. He's pissed. He's really pissed. And I would have loved the idea where Damien learns his lesson like a Batman should have years ago that – You can't mess around with things like this and you end up creating your own villains. He's created a new villain team uh, and you don't get that. They just pass the buck. They pass the buck and it's just weird. It's just weird. And then by the end. See the idea of the response way like Deathstroke, you you down for this thing? I've already started the hunt. I'm like, no, you haven't. You're still standing in this room. You haven't done shit. As you know, as a constant reader of Teen Titans, this is just to get Red Arrow out of the being a sad sack mode, which she's been stuck in since she killed Slade originally. But, you know, instantly when you're reading these two books together, when Deathstroke still had his own book, it's like, oh, Slade died there. Next week, Deathstroke's resurrection. Okay, that didn't last very long. Actually, I think it was maybe a month or two with it because we did have, you know, the idea that he was dead or believed dead for the whole thing. But how long has Deathstroke's book been over now and where, you know, Emiko still thinks that she killed Slade. That's it's the like, thing. Somebody should have given her a heads did, up on the team. Why did anybody know this at this point? Like, not even like a heads up. Roundhouse like, is online all the time. You don't think you'd see hashtag Deathstroke lives something no, no, he's stupid. too good for that. Maybe, but he would have been around doing things, but still, that would have been uh, but even a the crazy confrontation deal, but between everything Batman seems and too late, right? Too late. Everything the freaking, does. You know, Emiko finally realized that Slade's alive. Too late. Yeah, yeah, it's nonsense. What'd you give this? I ended up giving this a 4.5 out of 10. I'm telling you, I was very disappointed with the story overall because we didn't do anything. All we were doing was getting to the Batman cliffhanger this whole time. Didn't do anything with the group at all for the most part, except for tell you what you've already read if you've been reading this book. And then when you have, like I said, the worst part of the book, I am I don't like the art. I don't like the story. You do something here with all these villains. Oh my God, this could be amazing. Nope. And I'm like, nope. you're just killing me. I'm like, there, there are moments you're like, Smalls. you can't help but get excited for when Batman shows at the end. I'm, I'm a sucker. I know what this is, but I'm still a sucker for what happened because we are going to get the, t- the confrontation between Batman and Robin that you've wanted to have for a while. That's what pushed me up to a 4.5 out of 10 because 
I don't like the art. Javier Fernandez's art is not my bag. It never will it's be. And it makes either. all the characters look weird here. We don't do anything with the story. I think I even might be just generous with my 4.5 because I'm giving it this a four. Just nothing for any of the characters no. overall. No, I'm giving it a four. And it's one of those we have tried to remain positive with this book because we like the team. We were liking at points what was going on. Like, I'll see where you're going with this darkness that everybody was talking about for the long time. Like, I'm not going to jump to any snack conclusions. I want to see where they're going. But we're not going anywhere and just making it worse and worse. And like, you know, month after month at this point, I'm like, it's gone on too long. It's too late. <laughs> Four out of 10 for me. And yeah, I'm not a big Javier Fernandez fan either. I know some people like live and die by him. I just don't think it's good. I know what my eyes like, Eric, and I don't like what I sees. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is The Metal Men number nine. Same here. Mine is as well. But we're going to go and talk about what we're going to have on the podcast next week. Now, two of these books that I mentioned will be on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. I have a feeling one of them will be the big, <laughs> I have bag, no idea what comes out like next week. Book. Well, neither does DC, Eric, because I oh. usually go. Like you tell me to go to the DC to site, the and They're I hit top. them next week. They, they have two books listed, three books listed, two of which I think oh, are trades. Week. Yeah, no, they they end up. I think that maybe the person who's in charge might not be there anymore. Look, the thing is, DC fandom's going on. We ain't got time to update shit. I guess because they didn't update this at all. So I'm over on Fresh Comics. I was trying to do this as you were talking because when I went to the site earlier, I didn't even oh, look, no. and I'm like, you can go and tell me maybe my brown is wacky right now but i'll tell you what the fresh comic says and we'll see if that jives uh down the line you end up having action comics number 1024 we end up having amethyst number five batgirl number 48 batman superman number 11 batman the three jokers number one that sure is do. the big one detective I comics the thing is we talked about one that was coming out whether or not we knew yeah. and i'm like i knew it was coming out for some reason i didn't realize it was already you know the end of august for some reason it didn't yeah. even occur to me that's coming out next week you, on on the dc website all i get is the question the deaths of vic sage for batman three jokers and the unkillables yeah, deceased trade yeah, it's yeah. nonsense. So I don't even know if all these are the thing, but I'm going to go by this. The Flash, number 760. Justice League Dark, number 25. So you tell me we've got a lot of books next week. Legion of Superhero, number 8, which we're not dealing with, but you can go and have Suck fun it, with Legion. that yourself. Red Hood, Outlaw, 48, Wonder Woman, 761. Yeah, so we'll see that how that smoker all door. goes. I think that we end up having like nine books. So two right. will be on the Patreon. It's kind of the standard that deal. That three like jokers get sucked up immediately. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely on the Patreon spotlight. So if you wanted to hear us if talk about that. If we sat here and pleaded like everybody on the Get Fresh Doesn't crew, matter. beep boop, please <laughs> let people come in here and hear about this who want to join. I'm like, suck it, suckers. Go for it more. <laughs> go for it more. The only nah, thing they vote for right. more. As, as badasses and just regular Get Fresh crew members, that's their right. That's theirs. That is. That's why you become it. a badass. Also, if you're a badass, you'll know. The only thing that would get more votes from a Batman 3 Jokers would be as if I had to separate things Legion. and put across as a barrier. They'd vote for that. that that's their way of getting me. That's what me. I vote for. 
Yeah, really. You, you're all, you're all sweethearts. Is what you are. I would never, <laughs> ever, ever say anything bad about the. Look, badass. you know the thing is, I have ulterior motives. If I vote for this ex and this ex gets all the freaking votes right here, then you're that means less. one book for spotlight. Yeah, really. That's not <laughs> happening. But with all that, yeah, I think that you the mean three, it's the three jokers, jokers will be on there. Exes? Well, exes ain't a real book coming out. We don't have to talk about that then. My memory is a little bad right now. Maybe the same one. No, I have to put yeah. it on the poll. That's the way we play. So we'll be doing sure that. Is, but that's that, Eric. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening Mwah. and getting involved. Again, you want to hear that three jokers? Get your ass over Man, the I can't wait on. to read it. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, what do we say at the end, Eric? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. And boom goes the dynamite.